Welcome to the Chippewa Valley Geek Actual Play Community Theater Podcast. Blackwater Creek. The Cthulhu Pulp One Shot. Alright, I'm Mike, I am your keeper of arcane lore and secrets. Introduce yourself and your character. We're playing Call of Cthulhu, 7th edition. Okay. I'm Brian, I'm playing Dr. Martin Prescott, professor of badassery. Really? Is that a PhD or a... PhD. (laughs) From the uh, Latin... Oh, badassers cum laude. <laughs> All right. Uh, my name is Jack, and I am playing Hazel Celeste, a uh, a mystic and a uh, clairvoyant who lives in Miskatonic okay. and a Jersey transplant. A mystic, soon to become a statistic. <laughs> That's too punny, even for me. Yeah. Well, uh, Dr. Prescott, you actually work at Miskatonic University. Yes. And you were close friends with Henry Rhodes, Dr. Henry Rhodes, who's a professor of archaeology. Okay. Uh, Hazel. Can I write in this? Yes, you can. Uh, you were brought in as hired because you have essentially, you know, ads at the bus stop of Hazel Celeste, you know, missing children found, mysteries solved, uh, that kind of thing, you know, consulting occultist kind of uh, thing, and you know, the... uh, So I'm Harry Dresden, got it. Essentially, yeah. A low-rent Harry Dresden. And you've both been summoned to a meeting uh, at... The, in the archaeology department at Miskatonic University in Arkham, Massachusetts. It's uh, 11 in the morning on September 24th, 1928. So, school has already started. Dr. McTavish has written you a nice letter uh, requesting this meeting with you. So, Dr. Ernest McTavish, who's the department head of archaeology. I think your science skill is in botany or biology, something like that. Biology. Okay, so you're a professor of biology, but you know uh, Dr. Rhodes socially. Okay. Yeah, one and three quarter years. Minor anthropology. Yeah. And I speak Algonquin. Yeah, well, you're kind of a polymath. I mean, look at your education skill. Cool. Uh, You, like... Went for a PhD and then like did another one and then did another one. Cool. Why not? So uh, you meet with Professor Rhodes or Professor McTavish, and he he gives you kind of the like why I've summoned you here. So um, he's in a you know typical fusty academic office, um, and he says uh, a few months ago, Doctor Henry Rhodes took an archaeological expedition 
from our university to a small settlement uh, called Blackwater Creek up in the Miskatonic Valley region of Massachusetts. Uh, most of the expedition has returned. However, Professor Rhodes and his wife Abigail are still on site. Hmm. Uh, Professor Rhodes sent a letter to me, and he gives you the letter, okay. uh, explaining his absence. However, <laughs> concern is growing, especially now that the new academic year has begun. Uh, Dr. Rhodes hasn't answered any subsequent correspondence, and Ms. Celeste, you have been hired, and Dr. Prescott, you have volunteered since you're on sabbatical this semester to go look for him and basically make sure he's all right. Right. Um, The concerns, we have heard concerns from some of his graduate students that were part of the archaeological expedition, that there are moonshiners, bootleggers uh, in that area, and uh, since he hasn't answered any of the correspondence, we are basically concerned that perhaps he's come to a bad end or um, run a you know run afoul in some way of these bootleggers. Uh, and if, if in fact he has just been delayed because of you know issues with the dig, then uh, please urge him to return to Miskatonic as soon as possible. That's right. I have to give all the students A's. We can't do that. <clears throat> no, no, it's definitely against our uh, policy. And of course, the students are spending that uh, 8 a.m. Uh, class time just sleeping in. Yeah, that's in complete violation of our uh, yeah. white Anglo-Saxon Protestant Weird tradition. This is 1969. Not appropriate. Uh, Ms. Celeste, what is your? I'm not, we haven't really ever employed a clairvoyant mystic. Uh, What is your typical fee? Sure, make me do math. I don't even know what... Turn your sheet over, there's a... Oh, there's an (laughs) equation? Well, there's not an equation, but there is a, like, your basic... Money stats. You're right. Essentially, like lower middle class. Ten bucks a day would be your. You get typical spending limit. Okay. Ten dollars. Sorry. Yeah. Ten dollars a day plus expenses. All right. We have budget for that, so we will make that happen. All right. Uh, do you need require any upfront for an advance for expenses? Usually I ask for half. All right. Well, we don't know how long this is going to take exactly, but shall we say uh, a week? That's fine. Okay. <clears throat> he hollers to one of his grad students. Percy! Go get a hundred bucks out of petty cash. Snap, snap, and coffee. There. Where were we? Not fast enough! If I'm familiar with Dr. Henry Rhodes, yeah, looking through this letter, is there any kind of check I could make to know? Does this sound like his voice in writing, or sure, does it sound affected, altered, strained, under duress, something like that? That's a great question. Give me like a... he always signs his name Henry Henry Baby or something, right? Yeah. How about uh, I think this would be language own. 
which you probably have a 90 in or something. Yeah. Okay. For a second there, I was like, it's not here. I don't I don't speak my... Oh, there. Okay. Columns. Yes. Uh, actually, enough for a hard success. Uh, yes, it's definitely in his voice. Like, normally, when you've exchanged correspondence with him, which would be of the more social variety, you know. Yeah. Dear Dr. Prescott, uh, please come to our home for bridge on Saturday night. That kind of thing. Um, he's a little more florid. This strikes you as being hasty. Okay. And maybe under written under some agitation or excitement, but it's definitely him. It's his handwriting. Okay. And it's his uh, <coughs> swing of language, certainly. Yep. Okay. Um, also, you do think it odd because... Uh, Normally, his his wife takes care of most of the correspondence, hmm. and uh, Doctor McTavish confirms that that she had basically been doing most of the writing back to the department during their summer dig. Hmm. Okay. And the date on that letter is June ninth, twenty eighth. June twenty sixth. Yeah. So this is twenty eighth. Nineteen twenty eight. Right. I have nine twenty four nineteen two. Yes. Okay. So it's so. now basically three months later. Okay. So and he says that's the last correspondence we've had from but them. That's an important day. That would be Midsummer's Eve or Midsummer, depending hmm. on the year. Well played. Let me. Okay. Uh, let me examine the letter. So I pick up the letter. It, mm-hmm. um, now I do have some psychic abilities. Mm-hmm. Would, uh, I'm guessing object reading isn't one of them. I'm not seeing it, but clairvoyance is. Right. So, so you let me, that's clairsentience okay. if you're getting a vibe off of a thing. So that's not something that I have. Okay. Yeah, but clairo- you could still use clairvoyance. Um, right. Yeah, but I'm looking at it. Um, you know, do we have a picture of, uh, of Henry here? Henry of uh, Dr. Rhodes? Uh, yeah, he pulls out a... University yearbook and shows you a picture. All right. So using that and his, you know, his uh, speech patterns, basically in the writing, more or less as a starting point. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see if I can get some information using clairvoyance. Okay. Sorry, I've been trying I mean, to look for the page. If they're hiring me on, I kind of have to shine a bit. All right. Also, in the second site, clairvoyance enables. Perception beyond the normal human senses, allowing the psychic to gain information about an object, well, object, person, location, or physical event. Oh. The clairvoyant may sense ghosts and invisible mythos creatures, identify the rough whereabouts of a missing object or person, detect whether a tragic event occurred in a certain place, and so on. The psychic concentrates for 1d6 rounds, focusing solely on the thing they wish to know about, and spending 1d6 plus 1 magic points in the process. Making the clairvoyance roll. Uh, blah blah blah. So, so I. So what I, are you concentrating on? Okay, we have a general idea of where he is, right? He's been, you know, was doing his work in the region of a small town in Dunwich County called Blackwater Creek. Right. Now, I'm going to say that I would need to be closer because it would cost less for me to do it. You know. In closer proximity, I'm assuming. No. No? No. Okay. Well. Alright, so. This is what I'll do. 
What do you roll first? The d6? Or the percentage? The percentile. Okay. Nope, I'm not getting anything. Alright. Uh, it's still going to cost you 1d6 plus 1 magic. That is 4. That was a waste. So how do you regain those? Or is that kind of a... Uh, pretty much at the end of the session. Well, I just kind of screwed that, didn't I? Yeah. You know, you can try that a couple, few yeah. more times. I, I get it. So yeah, you pick Could up... you use your luck to improve that rule? It would take a substantial chunk of my luck. Okay. Yeah, luck, luck is really best spent when you miss by a handful. Well, I wasn't sure if he was shooting for a 60 and rolled a 70. No, I, I'm shooting for a 50 and rolled a 75. So, given that, the spirits are just not with me tonight. Well, yes, perhaps... Uh, perhaps when we get closer. Alright. Uh, he says, is there anything you'd like need to do before you go? Uh, I can tell you that Dr. Rhodes was uh, researching... Um, 17th century settlement known as Cade's Rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, 17th century? Yes. Early 1600s, in fact. Nothing was going on in the early 1600s in Massachusetts, right? Not really. Nothing of interest. Um, <laughs> he says, and I can't tell you much about Cade's Rest, but uh, of course the, the resources of the uh, library is available to you, and uh, if you'd like to talk with any of the students that accompanied him on the dig, a few of them are still uh, available here at school, and could certainly be summoned. Do we know if he found anything of real value at the dig, or is it just archaeological? Ar- 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 and were there any results, in fact, in the previous communication? No, unfortunately. So um, he he. Prior communications that he believed he had found the site, but had found, you know, arrowheads and pot sherds and little of interest. So, and uh, then, you know, his later letter seemed almost obfuscatory in a way. So perhaps he found something big, or and trying not to let it show. Yeah, yeah. or who knows? But uh, you know, typically minor issues in closing up a dig shouldn't take. You know, the latter half of the summer, plus several weeks. Who were the last grad students to be sent back? Um, well, all the grad he sent back all the grad students uh, a few days after he sent that letter. And they uh, he had three grad students working with him on the dig. Uh, Agnes Soames, Clarence Welliver, and Walt Gehrig, who unfortunately is no longer in school. He's gone off to take care of his mother. Is he still local, or is he... Yes, he is here in <coughs> Arkham. Okay. Once we get in touch with the other students, maybe we should go see him, um, as long as his mother's in uh, good health. Well, she's not in good health. That's no, why I mean, he's taking care of her. I mean, at the moment. Obviously, asking him a few questions is not going to cause his mother to fall dead. Well, if they haven't revealed anything already to the administration, yeah, I would like to touch base with them and see if they could advise conditions, anything we need to watch out for, 
trouble with the locals? What do they know? Okay. Percy! Go find Agnes Soames and Clarence Welliver. Bring them unto me. Step, 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 step. Go! I think you run No these... food tonight! <laughs> I think you run these games just so you could do stuff like that. It's not like in the soft modern era where grad students get treated like kings. <laughs> soft. So yeah, um, 20 minutes later, uh, Percy comes bringing in uh, Agnes Soames and Clarence Welliver, both still currently... Uh, Archaeology graduate students at the university. You had to pick a word that just so... That that no one can say. Yeah. Yeah. Agnes Soames is a small, intense woman in her early 20s with fashionably short hair and thick glasses. Hmm. Her jaw is always clenched when she is not speaking. And when she does speak, eye contact she makes borders on a glare. Feminist deplorable. She's hostile but nervous, as she fears for the safety of Henry and Abigail. So she says, yes. I'm Agnes Soames. What do you make of this? Oh, um, Dr. Rhodes' letter to Dr. Yes. Um, Yes, this was shortly after he uh, dismissed us. We had uh, a few run-ins with a couple of local farmers. Uh, you know, kind of a, you know, get off my land kind of thing. I think they were brothers, but I don't remember their names. There was a big storm right before we left. So we stayed with the, uh, what were they called? A couple of farmers in that area, neighbors of the the other brother, the, the brothers, uh, named the Jarvies. Jarvis. They were very nice. Okay. So it was one family that was giving you a hassle? Yeah. Or was the dig on their property? No. Hmm. It was kind of adjacent, near their property, but, you know, it's all, it's very wild country out there. Um, She she says with a hostile but nervous glare. (laughs) Do you have an idea why it would have taken them so long to close the site after you left? No, it wasn't, it wasn't that big. Don't talk about Dr. Henry that, oh, no. This is the jazz era. It was customary for grad students, so, you know. Anyway. No, I, um, I understand that. My, huh. uh, Hazel was just glaring at you the oh, entire time. Oh, I was in character. Okay. Yeah. That I get. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what was Abigail's state of mind? Was she behaving normally? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't really uh, participate in it as research, but she's there more oh, for... Well, things are, things are changing. Yes. Of course. But uh, no, she was there more for uh, running support and doing like clerical work and so forth. Yeah. Uh, Welliver is a slim, dreamy young man with messy straw-colored hair. He has a habit of looking out the nearest window when speaking, and often lets sentences trail off to nothing. He says, yes, I suppose that's all correct. I can't... Add any details. Look at me when you talk to me, maggot. Huh? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> well, uh, who's having fun here? <laughs> I'm a professor of psychology. 
I remember uh, I have an experiment on prison guards that I'd like you to participate in. <laughs> That's not for another 40 years when you know <laughs> Do it. Do I get to be a prisoner or a guard? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> says, uh, the last few days at the camp, Professor Rhodes took a possession of a crate of dynamite from the general store there. And he went off on his own in the hills to do some blasting. So he didn't tell us anything about what he was doing, but he sent us back to Arkham a couple days later. Did you hear the dynamite? I we thought we heard booms, or it might have been thunder. It was far from the dig site. I mean, and no one asked about that. I thought it was strange. He just, you know, I can understand that he wouldn't share that knowledge with peons like you. Um, What was Abigail doing while he was off? Blowing up the mountain. Taking care of camp. Uh, at the, yes, at the dig camp. That, that's appropriate as well. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Are they still single? <laughs> Do you know why Walt left school? Do you have you had any discussions with him about that? Oh, yeah. He, uh... When, when we got back from, uh, the dig, he, he had a lot of worries about his mother. In fact, he started worrying about her even while we were out there on the dig. It was really strange. Why would that be strange? Well, because he wasn't really corresponding with her. So this happened all, just all of a sudden? Uh, it's not clear to me. Uh, but he was worried about his mother while we were out there on the dig. And then when we all got back to Arkham, he said, uh, I'm going to have to leave school to go take care of her. And so I think he uh, uh, did that. You know, ended his studies and uh, moved back to his childhood home uh, to take care of his mother, who he felt was uh, needed him. But he he wasn't. He was very non-specific about it. Okay. What kind of a man was he, or is he? Uh, strapping student like the rest of us. Uh, I mean, what was he? Someone that that would uh, be you know predisposed to be worrying about his mother. You mean like not a psychopath? Yeah, I guess I, I you could describe more, him that way. I mean more than the usual. Would he be someone who would be, you know, would he be called a mama's boy? No, not particularly. I mean, he was an ordinary sort of guy. More of a slob than most, but uh, not, uh, you know, perfectly normal in, hmm. in every way. But no, the, the strange thing about him worrying about his mother was that... Uh, there really hadn't been any correspondence at all between him and his mother the whole time we were on the dig. So he just knew? Yeah, it was like he suddenly started worrying about that during the dig. Hmm. But about what? Call check. Well, just I, I, her health, I assume. I mean, he I don't know if he had a premonition that perhaps she was sick. A cult check. Um, okay. What sort of things would cause someone to have that? Would that just be premonitions or would there be some other form... No. Okay. Um, what is it called when you're sending uh, um, long distance? Telepathy is another one. Uh, uh, um, the out of body. Yeah, so don't projection. Sure. Yeah, that's. Go, go ahead and roll some of the With a 70, I am under the 80 for my occult, so. Yeah. Um, you, you certainly run into that many times with with clients and in your own experience where, you know, you just have a sudden very strong feeling 
about something that turns out to be true and correct, but you also know that uh, a lot of times there is a little bit of a confirmation bias with that too. Mm -hmm. Like when those feelings turn out to be wrong, people don't talk about them. And when they turn out to be correct, then it's some great mystical thing. Confirmation bias assumes knowledge of the scientific method which won't be invented for another 30 years, yes. Well, if he was... 20. It's been around for a little while. Well, if he was... The more I hear about this, the more I think we need to go see the young man and his mother. Dr. McTavish gives you the address of <clears throat> Walt Gehrig. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe I should be asking the questions, considering I'm the one who's charming. All right, do you want to go do that while I go to the library and study what I can about the big site, the, the background on what they were doing? I could. Or should we both be there? Uh, th that's up to you. Might save time. I mean, I have no problem okay. with it. Okay. If, if you're going to let me go on chaperone, that's fine. Okay. Is she obviously a lesbian? <laughs> it's pretty obvious, yeah. Okay, yeah. You, I have confidence ability to do this myself. A Agnes volunteers to escort you there. <laughs> Sorry. She says, I know where Walt lives. I can walk you there. Okay. Her eyes behind their thick glasses get big as she looks at you. <laughs> Alright. Uh, library use. Yes. Dr. Prescott. Can you use the library in your own university? Show me big library. 36, that'll get me a regular success. Alright, that'll get you a clue. Jinkies. About time I got one of those. <laughs> you find the appropriate books. Uh, or Dr. Rhodes was looking for a place called Cade's Rest. And, of course, you remember from your own knowledge of history that you know, Ezekiel Cade was one of the early settlers of this region of Massachusetts. Yep. And you find uh, a book called The Confessions of Ezekiel Cade. All right, uh, Hazel, you... you Yes. Agnes Soames takes you to the home of Walt Gehrig. Mm -hmm. uh, he's in. Okay. And uh, he's a painfully thin young man with sallow skin, dark rings under his eyes. Okay. His fingers twitch when he speaks, and he unconsciously looks over toward the staircase a few times every minute. Okay. He says, uh, yes, yes, come in, come in. What can I... Oh, Agnes, it's good to see you again. Uh, in Hi, I'm Eric. I'm my name's Hazel. Um, I'm here because we're looking for information about uh, Dr. Rhodes. Oh yeah, no, I studied under Dr. Rhodes for uh, a couple of years. What has something happened to him? Well, that's what we're trying to find out. Mm. So, um, hang on a second. Before we do anything, he looks tired and nervous. Mm -hmm. Let me see here. Trying to think of what I could use to determine his mindset. I could use psychology. Psychology would be the thing to use. But I'm probably not going to get anywhere on this. Let's try. Huh. No. Not even close. I did. He just looks tired. Yeah, I mean, he looks like someone who is probably worn out from yeah. caring for a sick relative, perhaps. Yeah. First off, how's your mother? Uh, oh, not well, I'm afraid. In fact, I've got to uh, go take her up her tea right now, if you wouldn't mind. And he oh, sure. excuses himself to go to the kitchen and, you know, 
make some tea and okay. while he does that I'm gonna do a little bit of snooping in the in the parlor or wherever I am okay you know look at the pictures things like that see if I can glean some information about this young man's life um everything looks like there hasn't been anything new in this house for at least 10 years okay um which means they either ran out of money or something yeah hard to say but I mean like you know the the pictures are all at least ten years old. What few pictures there are around, you know, it's just, it's like, it's almost like stuck in time. Which could either mean poverty or mausoleum. I'm going to go with mausoleum. Okay. Well, he he takes like fixes tea and mm-hmm. takes that upstairs and uh, comes back down with another tray. Okay. That has like a bowl of soup on it mm-hmm. that hasn't been touched. Okay. And, uh, you know, puts that away in the kitchen. So as he comes back, I said, so she's not eating? Uh, no, sometimes she doesn't have much appetite. I see. And so where's your father? Oh, he he passed long ago uh, when I was a child. Okay. Have you called for the doctor? Oh, yes. And what have they said? They're still working on a diagnosis right now. Okay. Okay, well, so tell me about your work with uh, with Dr. Rhodes. Well, all of us graduate students did the same sort of thing. I mean, it was mostly a lot of step and fetch it and, you know, dig here but carefully. And uh, uh, we were working on uh, finding, you know, evidence of a 17th century settlement in uh, uh, Dun- Dunwich County, known as Cade's Rest. And we did find... Uh, some things at the dig site, uh, there was some evidence that uh, there had been some docu- documented documentation indicating that the, the uh, residents of Cade's Rest had interactions with the Siakook Indians. Hmm. And we did find some evidence of that at the dig, some arrowheads and potsherds mixed in with a few uh, artif- you know, pilgrim-era artifacts, basically. Okay. Uh, w- we heard that Dr. Rhodes and another one of his students came out with some dynamite. Is that true? Uh, I don't know about that. Okay. Well, uh, we also heard that you all left suddenly. Yes, he, uh, he was working out there on a Sunday, of course, when we were all uh, had the day off. Mm. And... Uh, he came back from the dig quite agitated uh, and said that uh, basically we were we were finished, uh, there was nothing else to find, and that we could all uh, pack up and return to Arkham. Did that strike you as odd? Uh, with its suddenness, yes. Okay. Because hmm. he really didn't say anything about it, and it appeared that there was quite a bit more excavation work to be done. Can I ask... Do I know how much of a skeptic my character is? I mean, obviously she's an occultist. You're not there. I know, but in looking at my own evidence. Oh, okay. I'm just trying to think how would I respond to this. I mean, am I a crusty old professor who believes in the scientific method? (laughs) You can be whatever you want. Okay. It's the sort of wishy-washy advice that ruined this country from the 1970s. So, thank you. Go go ahead. (laughs) Sorry. Before you continue. <clears throat> right. So, during this conversation, he uh, 
like interrupts you mid question. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Yes, coming, mother." <laughs> and he goes upstairs. But you're really sure you didn't hear anyone call. That's what I was about to say. Okay. Um, he comes back down like you know two minutes later. Oh, I was going to actually walk up there. Oh, okay. So he's up there, and I'm looking at her, and I'm like, I'm going up there. <laughs> no, no, you can't. I watch this shit. Okay. So I'm going to go up there. All right. You know, and uh, quietly. I don't want to spook him. So stealth. <laughs> nope. Stairs are just creaky. Yeah. Old um, house. Yeah, he is closing the door, the bedroom door, like he's just left. The room. So, I mean, he went up there and you gave him 30 seconds or a minute. Yeah. You know, and he's just... Oh, so he's coming in or out? He's coming out and closing the door behind him. Is everything okay? Uh, yes. Just, uh... Is she up? Can I talk to her? Uh, no, I don't think that'd be a good idea. She's been very ill. See, this is one of those fun parts where I know what's going on. At least I think I do. My character has an idea what's going on, but I can't prove it with the stats, so. <sighs> trying to think. I'm going to charm my way to see if I can talk to him. So, oh, come on. Let me see your mother. She, okay. she, she, she's shut in there. She's seeing another person do her some good. Yes, by like two. Okay. <laughs> so I make it just under say, you know, Come on, your, mo- your mother's sitting in there all by herself, talking to somebody, maybe they're just spirits. No, he's really quite insistent that you would have needed a much higher level of success. Yeah, I, I would need uh, like a half or a, yeah. He's, no, no, she she really isn't in the mood for visitors, and she's not ready to receive company. I mean, she's just okay, okay, sick and, uh, you know, family things. But... Any other questions I can answer for you? Uh, no, nothing right now. Um, you, you, you give me a spot hidden. These are rolling like crap. Okay, no, I missed it. Okay. I'm getting different dice. This one's that's like crap. So See, okay. that's much better. Okay. He brings you back downstairs. Mm-hmm. He says, "No, the only other strange thing I remember was." Uh, uh, the Carmodies were very... The what now? The Carmodies were these uh, farmers there that were okay. very, kind of... Uh, we had a few bad interactions with them. They were seemed to be very... Uh, they just didn't want people hanging around the area in general. Well, farmers are usually superstitious. You know, it's nothing uh, It's nothing that you, know, you just think ill about, so... Well, I... I I'm not sure if it was superstition or if they had some illicit activity going on there that they didn't. Uh, quick question: Is this before or after? During. During. Okay. <clears throat> yes. You you know that sometimes out in the hills people do things that you know things that they don't want the police to see. You know, some people still like. Uh, they're not exactly for the temperance movement. Understood. All right. Well, thank you for your time. You have you have a good day, and um, if you need anything, you know, I give her. I, I don't have a car, do I? Yeah, sure. I I'm sure you do. Yeah. yeah, I have. A, 
you call me. Okay. Thank you so much. Coming, Give me mother. Oh, call. To yeah. <laughs> Coming, mother. And like he goes back upstairs, and again, you don't hear anything. Well, Gary. Well, Gary Aldridge. Do you have? Do you have any? Does your character have anything for psychoanalysis or psychology? Psychology, fifty percent. Okay, I'm going to get him <laughs> because my woman's intuition says this boy ain't right. <laughs> Sorry, that's in character. <laughs> the disembodied laugh <clears throat> of the crusty old psychiatrist. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this is during the time of Freud, so why not? I suppose. Anyways, so I'm going to go back and I'm going to go find uh, Krusty Krab over here. Okay. Dr. Prescott. Uh, I will be going back to the university to requisition another case of dynamite. <sighs> in case they have one. You know, in the uh, archaeology department. Give me a... Um, yeah, archaeology does not do too much business... In dynamite. Anthropology. <laughs> Actually, give me, give me a count. Is that more of a sociology thing? <laughs> I'd say it's more of a maybe geology thing. Okay. Like the geology department might actually, the school of mines there. Engineering. Would, but you're going to have to do some accounting. Okay. Like know the right requisitions. Well, you know what they say together. Interdepartment the transfer of funds. And university department that blasts together stays together. So. Uh, no, just off. Darn it. How, how far off? Uh, oh, it's right. I can modify that. You had a 35. Yeah, uh, I needed to get a 30. I will spend five looks to get there. Okay. The guy at the geology department is like, uh, we don't just let Anyone just, like, have you had training with this? <laughs> well, I guess you got the wreck, so it looks good to me. Oh, trust Don't me. fart me around, son. This is science! <laughs> I completely understand. <laughs> Tr- trust me, it'll be a blast. You've got, uh... <laughs> ten six of dynamite. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to put that here on the back side on your treasured possession. Ooh, Alright, so with my dynamite in hand, I'm preparing for the trip up to... You're carrying all ten sticks of dynamite? Oh, one hell yes. Else. And a match. I'm going to make sure I have a zippo. Or whatever the... Uh, you can assume is. literally every single human being smokes and has a ready-made source As of a fire. general rule, whenever I'm at a con and I'm playing some sort of modern-esque game, and they say, here's your character, there's other equipment, you can write on there anything else that you think I've forgotten. Always Lighter. bring a Zippo or a other form of light. Okay. Um, I found a book. Okay. Uh, detailing the confessions of Ezekiel Cade, the original settler who founded the settlement. Um, the Quaker. Uh, they moved out there. They started mingling with some Indian... The Sikayuk uh, tribes who were... Shunned wow. by the other tribes. Okay. His son was injured. They brought him into the cave to heal him. He came out not right. Uh, Ezekiel went into the cave, saw things, uh, came out a little deranged. 
Um, tried to go away for a while, couldn't shake it. Came back with uh, hired mercenaries and kegs of gunpowder. Uh, slaughtered all of the Native Americans. Went into the cave to seal it up with the gunpowder. And then came out and slaughtered all of his own settlers because they were tainted. So I'm guessing if he suddenly needed the dynamite... Um, you know, it's funny that you said that, because the young man that I went to go see, he's obviously not right now. Whatever he saw when he was out there has caused his mind to snap. No, maybe we should bring him with us and make sure he's... I think, we should, I think we should go see what he's doing. Well, I'm more concerned for Henry now, but we can always kill him later if he's truly tainted. Well, maybe it'll give you more insight into what's going on. Alright. I guess we'll go see him then. Alright. I'd say the following morning. Okay. So you're getting ready to head out of town. Now, you, of course, have an automobile. Yes. Um, so, yeah, you can you can stop by on your way out of town if you okay. wish. <laughs> I'd do it. All right. Just because, you know, if what's going on I think is going on, you know, it's uh, paging Mr. Bates, Mr. Norman Bates. <clears throat> Master oh. Bates, are you home? <laughs> Nobody here lives here. Uh, this is the Garrig residence. You're such a cunning linguist. Thank you. Mr. Garrig? Yes, yes. My name is Dr. Martin Prescott from the university. Uh, yes, I've, I've left the university. Did I? You never leave the university. Tell me uh, more about Dr. Henry Rhodes' expedition. Is there a cave? <laughs> Uh, no, not that I'm aware of. Wow. We were digging near the uh, the dry creek bed of Blackwater Creek. Right. Here, here, I will draw you a map. Thank you. Draw me a map. He draws you this map. Wow, that is an awesome map. With the cave? Drawing. He draws you this map. <laughs> uh. Minus these two things. All right. So Can he I says, have... here's the settlement of Blackwater Creek. There is a large wood known as the Blackwater Wood. Black Creek Wood. Black Creek Wood. My God, man, you were the one that was there. I, it was just a bunch of trees, dude. <laughs> Chill. Uh, there's a road that goes through. Terrible roads there. Uh, Dunwich is about six miles away. Uh, we stayed in bad weather here at the Jarby Farm. Okay. Uh, the dig site was here, and these two things did not exist. Okay. Would I assume that I was able to get some kind of map of the area at the library, too? Even though I forgot to mention that yesterday. You have this map. Okay. And how's your, how's your mother this morning? Oh, not well. Not well at all, I'm afraid. Um, I will load up my walking stick and my shotgun and my dynamite. They're already loaded in the car. Okay. And I suppose my companion. Uh, and uh, I would like to drive. Do you have anything else you'd like to do? Did you want to pursue the whole mother thing further? I was attempting to, because if his mind has gone bad... Uh, you know, The free market will save them. <laughs> what year did Andrew Andrew read your book? I, I will tell you that there's not much down this road. Oh, never mind. It, it is kind of what you think it is. Yeah. Something in the nature of what you think it is. That's what I think, yeah. But, but the main thing is he... He believes he hears his mother calling, and from all the evidence that you saw in the household... She's long gone. She's probably long gone. Right. 
which I was hoping that the person who's you know got the psychology thing would try and figure out maybe through a regression or something to get some information out of this. But yeah, sure. That's that is the information. Okay. So I'm digging a dry hole. Never mind. Yeah. Moving on. So motoring. Yes. What's your time? It's about like? seventy-five miles. Oh, sorry. So it takes like six hours. So it will take you all day, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Uh, because of course there aren't any. Like everything is bad <laughs> dirt roads once you get out. Plus we're using some of those new plastic crimp on tires. Yeah. They keep off. So yeah, mostly you're motoring your way up the Miskatonic Valley, and. It is just a bad patchwork of poorly maintained dirt roads. There really aren't any motorist maps. So like lacrosse. Yeah. <laughs> um, there aren't any motorist maps, so like every time you come to an intersection, you have to stop and look at the signs that you know are pointing to this thing this way and that thing that way. And Sometimes they go both ways. Yeah. And so it's, it's uh, fairly painful. It's difficult to find... Gasoline, like you know, you kind of keep hoping for a bigger, bigger town that might have some sort of primitive service. You station. probably have a jerry can strapped to the back yep. of this thing. Yeah, and yeah. like in some cases, you're stopping at drug stores and things like that and saying, "Can I buy a gallon of petrol from you?" you know? <laughs> oh yes, we have it back here on the shelf. You can have it if you can tell me who was the shortstop of the 1927 World Series team. <laughs> Pee Wee Reese. <laughs> You're probably uh, right. <laughs> God damn it, man. I'm academic now. Sports not. Uh, later in the day, later that afternoon, uh, you're pretty sure you're getting close. And you're coming up a steep grade. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty warm day. Yeah. And so you've got this thing down in like second gear, chugging up this kind of steep and slightly muddy hill. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, you got steam coming out of the radiator. Oh, cool. You forgot to fill the radiator. Well, no, it just overheated. It's it's a common problem. You know what to do. Okay. Like, you'll you'll have to, yeah, wait, let the engine cool, maybe put a cup of water in. So while you're waiting for the car to cool off, um, you're sitting there for about ten minutes, and uh, another vehicle comes puttering from the direction you're heading. Okay. And it's a uh, covered truck, and he sees you there pulled over on the side of the road, so he stops, because that's what people do in 1928. Is like, ah, another motorist. <laughs> we will visit. And he uh, gets out of the truck. The truck has a sign on the side that says, uh, John Merritt, uh, DVM, uh-huh. Doctor of Veterinary Medicine. Ah. And it is clearly like a veterinary truck. Because uh, it has a picture of a cow and a horse and a smiling sheep on the side. That sheep's seen some things. Yes. <laughs> uh, so he pulls over and uh, is like, oh, good afternoon. Having a little trouble there? Yeah, just the radiator. says, oh, yeah, here. Uh, I always keep water. Spare radiator. <laughs> <laughs> if I, I, you know, because, like, animals. Yeah. Uh, Want me to top that off there for you? Sure, sure. So, yeah, he pours a 
you know, half a gallon of water. And, and uh, so, uh, where are you folks heading? Uh, we're heading to Blackwater Creek. Oh, that's why I just came from there. You're on the right road. Well, that's good. So have any uh, trouble there with the... Oh, I hate going there. The sheep and the lions and the... <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's... I just hate going there. Why? says, well, there's been a thing going around with the animals, and uh, I don't know what it is. says... Uh, you mean like they're getting sick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 uh, and a lot of times uh, they have to be destroyed. Oh, no. says, uh, it's kind of a... They get, like, boils and pustules and... and uh, like the plague? Well, no, I wouldn't call it that. But wait, wait, would my character even know this? Maybe. History, I mean, yeah. Uh, I've got a history is, of 75, I'll give it to No, it's not, it's not the plague, but it, it's nothing I've ever seen before in medicine. And it's, is this jazz? Oh, no, nothing that evil. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard things. Uh, <laughs> he says, no, the disturbing thing is it's, uh, like, I see it in pigs and cattle and sheep and all sorts of livestock, and usually there aren't diseases that are communicable from one uh, species to another. But, yeah, I just uh, worked with a worked with a family up there and ordered them to destroy one of their sows. Wait, wait, so it's going from one kind of animal to another? Or is it going from animals to people? Well, no, it's... Because that's... Different, anim- different, different species of animals are getting it. And I don't... I can't tell if it's communicable because I don't know what it is or what's causing it. But... I don't want to go back there because those people are fucking weird. And discuss. I'm an academic. I require extraordinary claims. Require extraordinary evidence, sir. I don't think backwater people are fucking weird. It's an extraordinary <laughs> claim, really. Yeah, all right, you have me there. It's just your typical <laughs> small town rural red, redneck stuff. Mm. But uh, yeah. Creepy around there. That's that's all I can say. Did you happen to see or hear anything about uh, Doctor McTavish or Doctor Rhodes, who is uh, doing a dig out there recently? I uh, can't say that I have. Uh, you lie. <coughs> Merritt will share his concerns about an unknown infection. Many local animals have had litters of stillborn and deformed offspring. Hmm. Merritt swears that some of them came out of the womb decayed or at least covered in mold. A gulp check. Okay. Um, let me see. Oh. Just shy of getting a, the second step. Um, is it worth going for the second step? No. Okay, so I make it with a 47. Doesn't ring any bells. Can I get for, anything with uh, science biology? Sure. I forgot. I actually know this stuff. Yeah. I cannot get anything with the science biology. Well, even if you'd made it, it'd be like, that doesn't sound like anything you've ever heard of. <laughs> well, I was thinking... You know, bad juju would cause things like the plagues, stuff mm-hmm. like that. No? No. I'm reaching? Maybe. Yeah. The livestock in general have been agitated, and there have been a number of tax attacks on farmers by previously docile cows and pigs. The problem has now reached the stage where some of the farmers are killing and burning their livestock, believing them to be too tainted to be of use. Tainted? Mer- tainted. That's the word he uses? He says it's a taint. That's exactly the word Ezekiel Cade used when he slaughtered his own settlers. 
Merritt has no explanation for this beyond some unknown disease. Reluctantly, he will admit that he is unnerved by the apparent intelligence he believes he has seen in some of the animals he has attended to. His desperate hope is that the infection remains contained in Blackwater Creek. Okay. Uh, he says, you guys got a place to stay there? I don't know, ask him. I figured we'd be in and out. <laughs> Back in Boston by tonight. He says, well, the... Uh, the Jarvis sometimes, will, they're nice folks, and they'll sometimes put people up. That was the farm I was at. Yeah. And he says, uh, otherwise, I know uh, the widow Hawkins is a good, decent Christian woman. She's right there in town, but I haven't seen her for a while. Huh. Hmm. Is she a handsome woman? Uh, no, she's very elderly. Okay. I mean, handsome in her... Handsome for what she is. We'll put it that way. Why the nickel? Says, well, looks like your car is ready to go. I better be motoring on. Alright. Thank you for your help, kind sir. Beep beep. Are you having fun with this? The most useful I've felt all week. <laughs> so yeah, you roll into town finally. It's getting to be four in the afternoon, maybe. All right, and ain't much to the town. It's a wide spot in the road, almost just a big muddy clearing with uh, a few buildings around it. So like New Auburn. Yeah, a little bit like Hadat, maybe, and. Uh, uh, you roll in, and there's, like, you see a church, and you see what looks like sort of the general store, maybe. There's a really little schoolhouse. <clears throat> uh, looks like it's all closed up for the, or, yeah, it's it's closed up now because the school's over for the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few kind of ramshackle homes, you know, yeah. very much uh, hammered together. And a uh, few kids playing in the street, a few people out rocking on their porches. Well, my first instinct is to go out to the dig site, but if it's that late in the evening, that might be a bad idea. Um, what's the weather like? Uh, pretty nice right now. It's partly cloudy. He would... Been a warm day. They always said, well, when the weather was bad, we'd go out to the Jarvie farm, right? Did they ever say where they stayed when the weather wasn't bad? They had a camp that's on the map. Uh, no, it's not on the map. The The camp at that point was by the dig site. Okay. Should we check in with the Widow Hawkins to see if she'll put us up after we go up to the dig site? Sure. Okay. That was totally believable. Um, all right, we'll drive up to the Widow Hawkins and wrap. Which house is that? How do you know? Because it says Widow Hawkins on the map. <clears throat> All right. He drew us a map, man. Uh, He said said he drew us. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. I mean, I do have my magnifying glass to zoom in. Yes. He wrote very clearly like, there's a house right here. This is where Widow Hawkins lives. Yes. Or lived. Or we could just ask the kids. Or just look for the mailbox that says Widow Hawkins. (laughs) Ain't been around the mailbox. (laughs) No, when you. when you stop the car, don't fuck with 
the U.S. Postal Service. So. There's immediately like a couple of kids peeking in through the car window. Yeah. Looks like that. Um, huh? Okay. <laughs> this is what happens when you get out of the city. Hey, mister. Yeah, cute kid. That's, that's a cool automobile you got there. Thank you, son. Here, go eat a carrot. Oh, thank you. You need some vegetables. <laughs> says, I'm I'm Jack, and this is my sister Gertie. We've never seen a fine Nash Rambler like this before in town. It's because it's a Maybach, son. <laughs> Only the best in German engineering. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> What? Okay. It's the Widow Hawkins home, do you know? He says, oh, that's her, her place right over there, but she's been she's been gone for a while. Gone where? <laughs> they look mystified. Gone how? Um, gone why? We're, dr- we're, dr- we're driving a Maybach Zeppelin? Holy crap. She's... She well, she the great. Huh? We used to see her always sitting on the porch, but now she doesn't sit on the porch no more. Is she unwell? Uh they don't have anything to ask. It's just uh mom and dad said never ask. <laughs> well, normally that's sound advice. <laughs> Alright, well we'll go see if she's in. Alright. We're going to go back over here to our experiment. Okay. Which experiment is that? You see they were... You no, know, I'm a scientist. You can see over on the uh, the steps of the general store. Yes. They've got like a, uh, a mason jar that has some water in it. Yeah. And uh, little uh, Jack reaches into his pocket and pulls out like a handful of earthworms. Yeah. Because what little boy doesn't keep earthworms in his pocket? Yeah. the 20s. Yeah. And he, he takes one and drops it in the jar, and they just watch very carefully. And they seem to be fascinated by, by what happens. Worms don't drown, do they? Yes. Yes, they do. Well, technically they suffer. They, they, they do, yeah. But that's why they come up to the They seem to be very range. absorbed in this. You're not really close enough to see what's going on. Okay. Uh, yeah, well. Flounce over to the widow's house. Blah, 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 pull that door. No answer. <laughs> Kick it in. <laughs> Obviously, things are. Is the door locked? Uh, the door's not locked. All right. There's a. Uh, you see an old man sitting on his porch where it says Spruston Shack? Yeah. So, like. Kind of like your car's out there somewhere in the middle and you're knocking on Hawkins' door and he's sitting on support. And he says, uh, he looks something like this. Okay. Wow. She's gone! Gone where, sir? Well, she passed, passed on sometime back. Oh. You can go on in, though. <laughs> that seems perhaps inappropriate, but uh, perhaps later. What did she pass of? It's a terrible tragedy. Uh, my condolences to you and your town. Oh, no, she was old. 
<laughs> Would have come sooner or later anyway. Old people are a dream in society, but nevertheless. Jesus. <laughs> Ever since he threw the Ann Rand out there. Um. This is now who might you be in these parts? You seem like uh, big city folk. I'm Dr. Prescott. Oh, doctor, are we? Let me tell you about my lumbago. (laughs) Oh, not that kind of a doctor. Not the useful kind. (laughs) Ah, I see. Uh, We're looking for uh, an associate of mine, Dr. Henry Rhodes. Perhaps he's been in town. Have you seen him? Oh, Dr. Rhodes, yeah, I remember him passing through here some time ago. Uh, He'd come and get things at the general store, of course, and they were doing some... Highfalutin nonsense out there by the by the wood. Is that where he's staying? Do you know? Yeah, I think they had a. I, I'm Dick Spruston. Um, they call me Sheriff Dick, but I'm not really a sheriff. It's perfectly understandable. Kind uh, of an honorific conflation sort of here in uh, the countryside. I'm sort of the lay preacher over at the church, and town this size doesn't need a mayor, but. Uh, if, if it was bigger, I'd probably be the mayor, because I'm just that kind of guy. Actually. Mm-hmm. At least the kind of guy that says he would be mayor if there was one. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that out loud. <laughs> just to be clear, <laughs> it's my inner monologue. He says, yeah, well, uh, Widow Hawkins, uh, uh, yeah, last, last summer, this summer, this summer, she... Hmm. Well, I hope it was quick and painless. Mm. Yes, she's she's gone on to something greater now, I'm sure. Mm, I don't like his syntax. Uh, are you getting any vibes off him? Not that I'm thinking of. Not that I'm really wanting to try. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, cold vibes, I mean not... <laughs> you could do a psychology. <laughs> oh, I could do You're that You're better than I am on that. Yeah. Psychology? No. Nope. Colorful characters in this town. People are freaking redneck rubes, sir. The deplorables. Again, not saying that out loud. Yes. You know, standing here in town, and it's like this is a thing that's been sort of just kind of bugging you since you opened up the car door. There's a smell in town. And it's really? almost like a rotten fruit kind of smell. <laughs> and it's just, it doesn't have a source. Oh, there's a source, all right. But it's just kind of like everywhere. And I'd like It's you... almost like there's a great beast just like hovering over the town, uh, you know, waving its asshole. At... <laughs> um... Sorry, go on. Yes. Are you trying to say the great old ones are basically cats? Possibly. It's a good match. Um, everyone give me a pow roll. Roll <laughs> under your power. or Actually, it's hard, so roll under half your power. Pow. Um, oh. Yeah, I'll spend some luck. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not good. Because you're just kind of taking in the scene and kind of thinking, what is that smell? You kind of feel this, like, this 
thrum. It's almost subsonic. I look up to see if there's a plane flying nearby. No. Hmm. Is that even really And then about this time? 40 seconds later, like crop dusters. Another one of these. It's almost like a rumble in the earth that's so low. Um, hey, and like you're just feeling the history. Yeah. You know, like, like Feel that history. you're getting a feeling that this is a. Some kind of regular beat going through the land, slow and deep, just on the edge of perception. You rationalize this as a sound, but really it's deeper than that. It's a pulse, and it's like the life force of the earth itself. Huh. You know, you think... Have we invented hippies yet? No. Okay. And, and you're just going like, I could see why people would think this was a sacred place. I feel the thrum of the earth itself here. I can feel the power. But you know, the thing is that once you become aware of it, it's like it never shuts off. It's just always there. Hmm. So yeah, Widow Hawkins seems to have passed on. Kids are doing an experiment on the porch of the general store. Uh, What are the kids doing? Is the worm in the jar mutated into a a giant space slug? Did you go closer and look? Sure, I mean, we'll have to walk in that direction to get back to the car. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll throw them aside long glance. I'll walk over and do my best ward cleaver with my pipe. Give me a spot hidden. Ooh. That is enough for a hard success. Alright. These kids, like, you noticed when they came up to the... poked their faces in the window of the car. Yeah. Like they had weird little... Warts and I mean they're just kind of weird looking kids. Yeah, and like, like it, we need to disinfect that part of the car when we get back. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know when you when you go over to them while they're they're on the porch, like one of them, Gertie kind of smiles and she's got almost like this black icker coming out of her gums. Yeah, it's like something's, something's up with that, and you smell that like rotten fruit smell almost coming off of them. Okay. Like they have something going on, but uh, they're they're messing around with these worms, dropping them in this water, and you see, uh, uh, it's like creek water, right? It's like it's not clean water out of a pump. It's right. muddy and has sediment and shit swirling around it. I'm guessing Gertie drops an earthworm into it, and they're both washing really intently, and there's like all these little white flecks in the water. Okay, and when they drop the worm in. The flecks kind of accumulate around the worm, hmm. like you know, yeah. all and the worms like wriggling and wriggling, and it's just a mass of flecks. And then, like pretty soon, there's nothing left of it, and then the flecks just sort of disperse, and there's no worm. That's fucking weird. Cool. Do it again. Do it again. So order your. Do it again, Jack. Great knee highs with no ice. Okay. Um. All right. Get back in the car. All right. Put put out of town when I'm you know hundred yards out of the town. I'll stop, get my jug of bleach out of the trunk, and kind of hose down the part of the car that they touched, and then get back in. The gasoline, yeah. Like what? <laughs> we'll just wipe that down. Put, put a little bit of gas on there, burn it off, and we'll <laughs> yeah. Can never be too safe. All right. Uh, yeah, you oh get out. Okay. The dig site. I was like, in the war. I can. I know what things happen. You motor out of town. You get to the covered bridge. Yeah. The covered bridge is going over 
basically a dry creek bed. Yeah. I mean, there's like just a little measly trickle mm-hmm. coming down the tree, creek bed. Is the drag bed full of white powder? No. Okay. And right across the road, you see an area that is like a little bit dug up. You know, it looks pretty obviously like it was the dig site. All right. Well, let's go look. All right. Really in the dying light of the day, right? Right. Okay. Well, yep. you got to do what you got to do. Yep. Uh, I'll leave the car running with the headlights sort of on the oh, site. Oh, that's so a good idea. Have good. That's a good idea. We're just so we can make sure that we have a we're silhouetted against the bright lights, so anyone out in the woods that wants to hurt us can you know sure get a clean shot. Uh, we won't suffer. Looks like the site has been filled in again. You see the remains of three large trenches. Okay. The earth is very obviously raised and disturbed. You see uh, some plants have started to grow over the disturbed areas, but I mean it's just like grass and weeds. Barely starting, right? Right. So, Uh, the earth is unusually dark, almost black in color, like it's a very rich, almost uh, peaty soil around here. Cool. Yeah. So that's, like, this is clearly where the dig was, and it looks like it's all been filled back in, basically. Um, It looks like it would have been, it looks like it was closed in the manner which would have been standard if one were closing a dig site. Yes. Yeah, fill everything in and walk away. Okay. Um, is there any indication which way the campsite would have been from here? Uh, they would have, would have had a campsite near here. Give me a spot hidden roll, but it's going to be, I'm going to say extreme. No, we're near. They could have, you know, just... I wasn't sure if maybe there was a walk path or a walk, you know, that disturbed the grass. So you could see, like, oh, they came and went this direction a great deal. Uh, if they had, it's all... They didn't trample it down enough that it has it has grown back in the intervening months. Okay. I mean, really, they would have just had a few tents pitched, probably. So it's... There isn't anything that's a telltale, like, oh, their camp was here. Okay. Hmm. Is there anything that's on the spooky side that would pull up? You know, basically... Looking for things like, um, I don't know, things out of the ordinary that would trip like an occult. I, I don't know, I'm fishing here. We got, we got wicked figures hanging from the trees. Or no, something. nothing like that. The uh, wood, the nearby woods are mutated trees. Dark and creepy. Somewhat creepy. You could give me a clairvoyance. Occult is really your knowledge of occult. Yeah. So that's like, what I'm saying. You know, is there I know the different types of werewolves, or this is what really oh. works against vampires, or that kind of thing. I was thinking, you know, is there anything that stands out, like trees in a pentagram, or things like that? Nothing like that. Mm, not really, okay. no. So nothing to s- easily discernible. Okay. Nope. Okay. Well, since we're closer, and I said I'd try it when I was closer, I'm going to try another clairvoyance check. Okay. So what is it that you are concentrating on? Well, once again, uh, what I'm concentrating on is um, the site. Basically, what was going on, what were the people's feelings. Basically trying to recreate by the echoes that they left behind things that happened here. Okay. God, that sounds so hinky even a minute today. Hinkies. What the... So you still burn D6 
plus one magic points. Yeah, I know. And I'm going to say that you're not picking up any of the feelings that the expedition had at the site mm -hmm. because you're so overwhelmed by this very, very ancient sense of horror and massacre that took here took place here hundreds of years ago. You feel yeah. the terror of people being slaughtered and burned alive. It's as though dozens of voices cried out in anguish and then were suddenly silenced. Yes. Do you get that reference? Star Wars? Yeah. Yes. And Alderaan's not far away. See, I would have assumed that you would have, but apparently we can't take Star Wars for granted anymore. This I'm, is where it all happened. I'm not able to get a read of anything new just because everything that's so horrifying that came through here. Well, I really don't want to go back to town, and I don't think it would be good, wise to stay out here all night. Of course, my scientific method portion of my brain is entirely skeptical. However, uh, if Henry believed there was enough of an issue to get dynamite, I want to stay out here in the woods overnight. So, understanding Dunwich is six miles down the road that way, mm -hmm. even if we're driving six miles an hour, can we get there in an hour and maybe find a decent hotel to stay in so we don't have to stay in this... Creepy fucking town. Right. We'll come back in the morning when we have some daylight to investigate. And, sure. Uh, you know, piss ourselves every time we hear a noise behind us. Okay. I mean, we might do that anyway. But. Your your the your clairvoyant noise mm -hmm. is that the thing that happened hundreds of years ago, this death and pain, and was right here. Yeah. Like not in this general area. No, it was here. But like there in yeah. the trench. No, I get it. But the... So that begs the question, what did the doctor find in the trench? Well, the only thing you heard from McTavish and the correspondence that they had was, was like arrowheads and potsherds and, you know, we can shoe buckles. Like maybe we can find a box of artifacts that would shed some light on things. Mass graves! Because, hey... Yeah, but that's the feeling you're getting from this is like... Oh, yeah. Somewhere under there, below the arrowheads and potsherds, is the mass grave. Right. Uh, maybe th this is out of character knowledge again, but hey, look, trench graves, yay! Because that's not nice. Yeah, that's exactly the vibe you're getting. From yeah. This. All right, well, let's move on. Okay, so motoring on to Dunwich. Yes. All right, motoring. What's your time to play? <laughs> we get it. <laughs> Yet yeah, you still do the motoring. I know. It's just a set piece. We're going to do that every time we turn on the car for like 30 <laughs> seconds. You gotta, you're going to have to deal with that, Mr. Keeper. All right. Mr. So you find... You could make it master. a montage. Montage! Sorry. What's your... Oh, wait. <laughs> I think... He's going to kill us. No, I'm trying to think of what the name well, of Well, we knew he was going to do that anyway. The name of the the name of the name hotel is called the Deep The Inn Yankees suck. In Dunwich. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is the Deep Inn. It's called the Yankees suck, go Pats. <laughs> <laughs> All right, like this. Okay. Deep one. 
What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The attendant there is like... (laughs) (laughs) I I just know it's a mythos thing. I don't actually know what it is. Yeah. It looks a little fishy. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. I'm done. I'm done. That's it. We're done. Do you have any cottages, maybe, to wrap for that night? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is Howard Johnson a thing in this era? <laughs> Only ice cream. <laughs> yes, all of our cottages come with a <sighs> fish supper. <laughs> That sounds lovely. Jesus. How's it prepared? <laughs> Deep fried. <It's> our secret. <laughs> Your secret recipe. Do you have anything for young ones? <laughs> oh, yes, the small fry. <laughs> I don't know who's having more fun here. All right. I'll take one of those cottages so I can stare catatonic at the door all night with my shotgun in my lap. <laughs> so, you know, Tuesday. Yeah. Better than being out in the woods, though. Very well. Five dollars. All right. So, you're, it's perfectly adequate. Yeah. Strange fishy smell. Yes. The screams uh, in the separate night. Trouble. <laughs> separate beds, please. Deadbolt at the door. <laughs> Damn right from you. One of those lecherous old bastard. So yeah. How old's your character? Forty seven. Yeah. I'm staying far, far away from you. <laughs> oh, fine. The lesbian thinks every old man wants her. I see how it is. They uh, serve a breakfast of uh, kippered herring <laughs> and eggs, poached eggs. Yeah. Mm, bit salty. Did you guys put this in a brine before you? Uh... <laughs> it's all from the brine. <laughs> I see. <laughs> you can tell he's got like a comb over. <laughs> Because he's got, like, literally three hairs left, and he's trying to <laughs> pass it off as a head full of hair. <laughs> Alright, so the next morning, yes. what do you want to do? Drive back, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Alright, sure. Bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. Um, it's the 20s. Uh, and we'll check out the dig site in the daytime. Okay. Maybe it'll be easier to <sighs> Well, we'll keep looking for clues along the way to see if we see an obvious campsite or something from the room. Alright. Uh, you know, yeah, during the next morning, give me a spot hit. Nope. That'll get me a regular stuff. Alright, as you're driving uh, back from Dunwich the next morning, you see over here where I've carefully crossed out the <laughs> Rhodes campsite. That strange black space on the map. That strange black like space on the map. A graphite dump uh, exploded. Yes. You see, like, it, it's a little hard to see through the tall grass and stuff. Yeah. But there are, you see just a little bit of, uh, 
a little uh, sunlight glints off the glass, like broken glass, hmm. and you see maybe just the very top of a tent peeking out above the, the grass. Okay. Cool. Hey, look at over there. Let's check it out. All right. Thankfully, I got the off-road package on my Maybach. Maybach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, you pull in over. It's up on big lift tires like those stupid trucks. And there is a... Uh, a truck and some collapsed tents lie a few hundred yards off the road between Dunwich and Blackwater Creek on the north edge of the woods. Search everything. I wonder what they're looking for. Uh, these are the remains of the camp that Henry and Abigail Rhodes set up after sending the students back to the university. Okay. Uh, largely obscured by long grass. Okay. Um, you made a hard a 50% of your spot hidden, right? No, I did not. You did Well, not. from the road. I mean, I can try Yeah, to yeah, yeah. You did. It's fine. Okay. Since I already told you, you see it. Okay. Give me, uh, so you get to the camp. Seems like there should be a search. Let's look, well, that's really your spot hidden. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that functions like as a notice, but there should be like an active. It's both. I'm really pulling this apart now. It serves the purpose of both. The truck is burned out, and the tents are torn and tattered. Wow. Burned out, how? Like someone set it on fire. And it burned. The you know, the rubber is burned down to the rims, and the gas tank is ruptured, and all the things like a car fire. That's disturbing. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we should just go back to the university and say, we don't know. All right. It's not our problem Uh, anymore. I could try clairvoyance again, but I don't seem to have the best luck with this. Well, third time is the charm. What you arcane occult people seem to believe. What are you concentrating on? Huh? What are you concentrating on? I'm trying to ascertain why what happened here. Basically, get the feel of. Um. Okay. Maybe I should ask. I got a fifty, so I hit it. So okay. we're there. But now, you said that the clairvoyance is basically you know it's object reading, people reading. It's so. Yep. It basically lets you ask a specific. Question. Oh, okay. So the specific question is, why would the Rhodeses uh, tear apart their own camp? Gain information about an object, person, location, or physical event. So this was a physical event. Or or the location, but yeah. Right. Clairvoyant mesos, ghosts, and invisible mythos creatures identify the rough whereabouts of a missing object or person, detect whether a tragic event occurred in a certain place, and so on. Concentrate for so many rounds, focusing solely on the thing they wish to know about. Spend one of these magic points. Make the roll. Uh, a success means the psych is, is able to perceive some relevant information. The nature and detail of the information gained are the purview of the keeper. So what specifically, like, you can tell... Well, I can tell that they've been... Something tra- happened here. Yeah, I can tell that they've been trashed. Yeah. The question is why. So I'm trying to base. I'm focusing on like the damage that was done and trying to like walk back the clock and see what happened or why it happened. All right. You, so you look back yeah. at the night that this event occurred, and you see a gang of men, really like four men. Okay. <clears throat> there were four men cover in coveralls. Wearing farmer's clothes. And with shotguns, and they... You know what? They set fire to the truck, which mm. is just sitting there, 
and two of them go into one of the tents and shoot and drag, and you see them dragging uh, Dr. Rhodes out of the tent. They drag Dr. Rhodes out of that tent there. But Abigail is not with him. Keep, keep going. Sorry. What's wrong with that? What? <laughs> Nothing's wrong with it. I, just, I love it. Come on. <laughs> Abigail is not present. Just Dr. Rhodes is the only person there. Wife, right? Yeah, his yeah. wife. Well, Mrs. Rhodes was not here. And they take him away. Like, they drag him to a vehicle and drive off. And they took him and left. So, which way? Toward the road? Yeah. I can't see beyond that. I'm sorry. But if the wife is missing, maybe we'll be able to find her nearby. Can there I... was a gunshot. Could you look in there and tell me what you can find? Um, can I first do like a ring around the perimeter, do like a track check to see if I can find. Sure. Give me some tracking. I'm going to spend one luck and make it. Okay. Not uh, not to toot my own horn, but I think the accent's getting better the longer I'm doing it. It is, yeah. That's good. I like it. I'm amused by it, but I like it. <laughs> when was the last time that you called your mother? <laughs> I call her many things. <laughs> You know she really cares about you, and she misses you. You should call more often. All right. My mother's dead. <laughs> I have a way to fix that. Well, I have no way to boy. Necromancy. <laughs> okay, seriously. I didn't mean to... Okay. Oh, no, I'm... <laughs> My mother's not really dead. <laughs> there isn't okay. anything... Specifically in the scenario for tracking. Okay. But because you did, I mean, I think you should get something for this. So you, like, it's not like there's been a lot of traffic up and down this little farm track here. Um, Mostly you can only see your own tire tracks pulling in. You see where someone had started driving down this road? Yeah. And then cut through the wheat field. So, like, you see where the wheat is actually smashed down. Yeah. And it seems like they went off Wow this way toward the dam. Huh. Wow, how come your car can't do that? Clearly it was like a farm truck type of thing. Yeah. German engineering, huh? Hmm. Well, there's no wheat in Germany, they don't have to do that sort of thing. Oh, it's all barley and hops. Um, so are we gonna follow that? You I would. You haven't really looked around much at the camp. Okay, yeah, well, let's continue investigating. But could you in the look tents? in the air? I mean, look for any leftover boxes of dynamite that we might find stashed somewhere? Uh, you don't see any. For the record, I, every 10 minutes I go back to my trunk just to reassure myself. That yes, there's still dynamite. Okay. Um, I just want to be. The truck contains, sure. like, it had tools in the back that look like. Types of tools that you would use at a dig site. Yeah. Astonishingly, I mean, what's left of them? So, you, I mean, the handles are all burned up, but there's like shovel blades and trowels. The little special hand tools that archaeologists use. And you know a little. Little brushes. Yeah, little brushes. Well, those are all burned up, but you think, yeah, these were the dig tools. In the tents are a number of personal belongings. There are men's and women's clothes. Uh, the tents have collapsed. 
pretty much by this point, so you have to kind of hold it up. And you see um, one of the tents, it's spattered with dried blood. There's kind of a... Is it the one that I saw mm-hmm. the mister gig pulled out of? Yes. And uh, also in there are a few books and notes. All right. Take the notes. Books. The books and the notes. Oh, number number three. More reading. Oh, so much work. And of all the brains of the Miskatonic Valley, the most mysterious and feared, was the Sikayuk tribe. Seriously, it's four vowels in a row. <laughs> no one can pronounce that. Who does that? That's why their civilization failed. Sikayuk uh, used to sacrifice humans. Depravity shunned by all neighboring tribes. Tales of murder forming part of the tapestry. I can relate. Ferocity, bloodlust. And Pat's fans. Um, Those bombs. Immune to all mortal weapons. That was then. (laughs) Ruled by an undying council of elders, never seen outside their secret cave. Wise and terrible, great magic, gifts of healing. Brothers, two snakes in the vermin of the field. Handout number four, Myths and Legends of Old Massachusetts. Sikayuk. Sikayuk, you too. That's the name of the tribe, Sikayuk. Oh, it's Sikayuk. <laughs> Sikayuk too. <laughs> what for me? <laughs> uh, okay, whatever. You never talk about phonics. Uh... Uh, this is more about the settlements. Uh, some stories have the earth opening and swallowing the settlers whole in tragic graves. Snatched away by the devil himself. Ooh. This pretty much corroborates what I think I had earlier from the confessions of Ezekiel Cade. So the Sekiyas or whatever? Yeah, they were probably tempted by some unearthly horror. Uh, slaughtered all people. You yeah. said that so casually. <laughs> I was in the war, man. You mean like the Yankees? I was at Below Wood. <laughs> um, uh, the Brooklyn Giants. Um, okay. The, the Dodgers. Oh, right. New York Giants. The New York Baseball Giants. Here's my question. Well, mm-hmm. maybe it's not a question. Uh, the Conventions of Ezekiel Cade referred to him dynamiting this cave that I'm not actually pointing at because I don't know where it is. Right. Um, with gunpowder to seal it up. Mm-hmm. So if that, speaking of unearthly horrors, um, so if that sealed it up, why is there an ongoing effect on the people and livestock of the region? Is this a recent development? Has it been going on for 400 years? I know it's noticed it. Are you speaking in character? Yes. Did it get reopened somehow recently? Well, um, or has this been an ongoing thing that... Good questions. All oh, occult. Yes. Check. Try to answer that. Um, residual effects of very horrific situations or very powerful spirits on the surrounding populace. Okay. And I uh, passed a hard check. Okay. Uh, you still don't have enough information to work on, like. No, but if these things had. Uh, reputation for dealing with uh, unseemly things and they were in that cave being in close proximity to something that would be considered you know unseemly or 
Eldrick, I guess, what kind of effects would that have on people being around bad spirits? I It doesn't line up with the kind of taint that is referred to. <laughs> Stop it. Oh my god, we're all off crying. <laughs> Just the emphasis that you put on at that time. <laughs> Often things don't line up with the taint exactly, so... <laughs> We can start that over. <laughs> Pray continue, sir. If you're lined up with a taint, you're aiming wrong. <laughs> I'll try to stop being a child. Let's move on. <laughs> Too late. We're fucking over. Right? Game over, man. Game over. This okay. doesn't seem like spirits to you. Okay. But you're kind of on the right track. Like, clearly something has happened. Mm-hmm. Because... Wait a second. This hasn't been an issue for... Hundreds of years. And now it's woken up. Well, like... Has there been a recent tremor? Like, earthquake? Things seem to have stopped happening when Ezekiel Cade used gunpowder to to blow up the cave and shut it. And things started happening when someone blew up some dynamite? At some undisclosed location to maybe open it up again? Just like that, your sense of symmetry kind of gives you that. Dr. Henry Rhodes, you incorrigible, curious bastard. I assumed he was trying to seal it back up again himself. Not that he was trying to open it and investigate it. That explains a great deal. Yeah, and something, there's, that's not all of it though. Like something else is happening too, but you have not put it together yet. You have yet to ascertain the other aspects. But if he had enough clues at the site to corrupt... Well, I don't know that he had this information. We know he had this information. What information are you referring to that you don't know that the he stuff that he I don't know that he had handout number six. Uh, he would have certainly had have read that history. Okay. Because yes. that's mostly what I'm going on from my interpretation. We know for sure he had these. Yep. So if he found enough at the site, mass graves and whatnot, to corroborate these stories, maybe he went looking for a cave, found it sealed, decided to dynamite it, got in, looked around, found enough to corroborate it, came back, sent all the grad students home so he could do it by himself, mm-hmm. moved the campsite here. Mm-hmm. Oh, the hubris of science. When will we learn? Um, and then the locals didn't like him meddling with the business, but by then, of course, it was too late. So, about the same time somebody shuts off their Twitter feeds? We can assume he's dead. Or if he's not, he's better off that way. Uh, yeah. Um, so the two questions are, where is the cave so we can use the dynamite to reseal it? And then B, where is Abigail? No, we don't know that, but uh, my gamer senses is <clears throat> But I w- feel like I would have enough knowledge to know that hills equal caves, or caves are in hills. Mm-hmm. Sure. Not, not I mean, that seems reasonable. reasonable. Okay. Well, what we could do, we did cross that dry creek bed. We could always just follow that up. Yeah. And we have knowledge that the Carmodies are the hostile ones. They are the ones closest to the creek. There's something in the water, the creek water, that's obviously unhealthy. Perhaps that's related. So what's your next step? Uh, I think, uh, assuming we've emptied out the site, yeah, 
we should try to either, well, investigate what they did at the dam. Maybe that's what we should do. Follow them to the dam. And then follow the creek up into the hills to see if we can find the cave. That sounds like a plausible idea. Dynamite's not that heavy, is it? Um, I don't know. It's like maybe five or six ounces of stick. Yeah, less than a pound of stick. Okay. Yeah. So I could conceive... Because um, I don't think we should... I mean, we can drive to the dam, but I don't think we should drive up to how the many, creek. How many sticks do we have? Ten. Ten. You could make two bundles of five, and then you could just wrap them and fuse yeah. them together easily enough. Yeah. Um, so I, I'll i get the dynamite out of the box so it's portable. Because even if we drive to the dam, I don't think we should drive up into the hills because I think having a car out in the open field like that would draw attention to us. Well, and maybe. obviously we don't want that kind of attention. That I, on the one hand, I understand. On the other hand, if we're, as a counterpoint, um, out of character, as a counterpoint, just because I'm getting tired of doing the accent, if we have to book it in a hurry, it's a lot easier in a vehicle than it is on your own two feet. And besides, I didn't wear, I didn't come out here wearing, uh, wearing muck boots. Devil's advocate, perhaps in a very literal sense, maybe we'd be better off following the creek up into the hills at night. We could be as incognito as possible. Sure. The only people that look nearby, since we have this map that what's-his-name gave us, is quiet. Right? I mean, other than the th- weird thrumming. You're picking up this r- weird thrum. Yeah. Okay. But it's not like today where there's all kinds of machine noises and we're just no. filtering them out. I no. mean, a car noise is going to be heard. Yeah. We would, they would hear us definitely here, possibly here, if we were going up on this side of the creek. I wonder if we maybe shouldn't even just walk to the dam, too. That's up to you. It's literally a Three or four hundred yards. It's probably like a quarter, less than half a mile for sure. I mean, I like the transport. I like the ability, you know, the mobility of the car. But I think the noise and being out in the field in a shiny metal object. And it's a car, not a truck. Okay, yeah, let's walk. I think we leave it behind. Get everything out of what we can. Make sure we have. Well, also, also, you're not really equipped to offer. I mean, these ruddy, muddy farm tracks have been. I mean, obviously, there's some kind of path here. Well, once we go off-roading into the hills, I think. Well, there's not even really a path there. Like, they took their farm truck and just went through the field. Yeah. Because that's what you do if you're a farmer. I mean, to the campsite, though, that dotted white line. Yes, that dotted white line is a track. There's enough of a track that we could get to the campsite. Yes. But I think, yeah, it's not going to... No, I I don't disagree. I mean, this is muddy farmland. Okay, and so we have a flapper and a... I mean, should we go back to Dunwich for supplies and then... Come no. back in the night, well, or evening, or I mean, we could, but we just got afternoon. Here. Yeah, it's ten in the morning right now. Okay, um, and quiet. Like you don't hear. You. It's quiet downtown. It's what, not like what, there are people around. You know, what other supplies do your character have? You can assume anything reasonable. Uh, I have a zipper. I mean, <laughs> no, I don't have a firearm. Do you have a firearm? I do. Okay. You don't. I have a car. <laughs> Oh, that's right. In your purse. Or whatever it is. Why don't we... Okay, here's the thing. Why don't we walk to the dam... a butcher knife? Okay. Yeah. Jesus Christ. No, it's rough in Jersey. Who the fuck am I? Lizzie Borden? Maybe. I just thought I would give you a weapon. Other than your feminine wiles. Um, 
Okay, maybe we should walk to the dam and reconnoiter there before heading back to Dunwich for supplies. Alright. If we have the time and it's daylight. Let's go to the dam. I almost want to go back to creepy uh, creepy town R Us. I really don't. <laughs> well, I want to see what's in that water. Uh, out of character, I think looking in the water would be interesting, Mr. Scientist Microscope Ship. Uh, I'm, I'm an anthropologist. Archaeologist. So the one or biologist. Biologist. After arguing for forty-five minutes, <laughs> you spend <laughs> ten minutes. I'm on this with a woman <laughs> walking to the dam. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and you you're just walk yourself in this stuff. <laughs> this this looks like fallow pasture ground. Uh, yeah. Um. Most are just sort of like. Seasonal pasture or something. I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's not planted in crops or anything. Uh, when you get down to the dam, this is a not like a government, you know, WPA project dam that someone came here and engineered. It's more like, hey, let's just cut down a bunch of trees and throw a bunch of big fucking rocks in the river to make a dam. But this is anthropological, not from an animal, correct? Yeah, it's not a beaver dam. It's a it's a human dam, but it's a it's, hick dam. it's a hick dam. It's a redneck dam. Damn. Uh, oh hey, hey, look what we got. Sorry, no. It's a dam. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. But it is there's enough of a I don't know if berm is the right word, but yeah. there's enough of a berm at the top of the dam. You know, and it's it's been filled with rocks and dirt across the top. So I mean there's actually like the tracks that you were kind of following, go across. Like, you could drive across the top of it. So it's like a riprap dam, basically? Yeah, sort of. A lot of logs thrown in with it, too. But um, Random shit dam. Got it. Yeah. And uh, so it seems like their purpose of driving toward the dam was just simply to get across the creek without having to go the long way around. If Instead we of a bridge. Walk to the far well, side. Yeah, I get it. Kind of is a bridge, in a way. Um, but, yeah, you see that there is a creek running out of the hills uh, that is dammed at this point and but there's only like a trickle of water escaping below the dam so when you went over the dry creek bed earlier you know it was like it was basically dry and there's very little water moving down it and yeah so you're wondering like where's the water going well, if, it's making that lake well I'm uh, it's making that lake but I mean the the river keeps flowing so as an engineer, I could answer that, but I'm not an engineer in this game. Yeah. So, three questions present themselves. Mm-hmm. First, if we kind of walk across the dam and get to the far side, I'm assuming suddenly the car track will head off in this direction. Yes. Is that reasonable? Yes. Okay. I think we can stop following the car track. Two, can we tell, is there any indication, is this a recent construction, as in the last six to 12 months, or has this been here a very long time? Uh, give me a... You don't have botany. I have biology. Give me biology. Uh, that's enough for a hard success. Yeah, the logs in the dam yeah. still have bark on them. Okay. So this was with this was sometime this year. This is not a long time construction. Yeah, this is a new construction. Number three, what purpose does this dam serve? To get over the creek. Or to... But there's a covered bridge over here. Create... People are lazy. Or to create a little swimming hole. Either to, pre- I mean, it's either preventing <clears throat> water from going down here, mm-hmm. or 
the pool itself creates some, you know, what use is that? It's not like there's any sort of mechanism here harnessing energy of water going through mm-hmm. like a normal dam. Uh-huh. So either the reservoir itself... It's, you, you, like... I think you're overthinking it. No, you're not. Okay. Um, so someone purpose, might, have, might have done that to... It's uh, not a dam that's there for power. So nope. the, the re, you know, logically, uh, the two remaining possibilities are stopping water from coming here or creating an excess of water here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't see what the practical benefit of either one of those would be necessarily. Yeah. Uh, it is late September. Okay. And everything on the east side of the creek going toward the Carmody Farm is mostly cornfield. Okay. And it does strike you odd that the corn in this field is all like 12 feet high. Hmm. Like, shit. In 1928. Shit. It's like monster, terrifying corn like you've never seen. There's like 10 or 12 years on each stock. In Iowa, that means a lot. So It is the craziest fucking cornfield you've ever seen. Again, going back to the hypothesis of... You wonder if uh, someone did that for irrigation. That's certainly a part of it. So when Henry blew the cave, the covered bridge had been there for a long time. So obviously there's been a creek here for a while. Mm -hmm. However, perhaps him opening the the cave uh, released something into the water. That caused the freakazoid plants and the crazy Right. There are obviously some kind of mutation. Um, You know, very GMO. That just they are it. using for the corn just to get the higher yield in spite of the mutations to people and animals in the area, probably including themselves. Yeah, okay, I have enough to go back to town and start getting supplies. Well, if I, if anything, we should get more bomb or dynamite because <laughs> one stick <laughs> of dynamite. Well, one stick of dynamite would blow up the dam, and I don't know if the other one would be. or. Not one stick, but like one bundle would be enough to blow up the dam. Um, oh, I, do we want to blow? Well, do we want maybe to blow do that on the way out? Well, maybe that might be a good way of covering our tracks too. Give me another biology roll. Because if there's no dam, they can't drive across to get past. Uh, is there a difference between a hard and extreme success here? No. Okay, so a hard success. The other thing you notice about the cornfield. Is like it's just crazy with spider webs. There's like spider webs. I mean, it's not uncommon to see spider webs in a cornfield, but this is like Markwood style. Way too many spider webs. Not giant spider webs, but just have you? Yeah, um, a great excess of them, and you can even see like the flitter of vermin. You know, you're seeing like raccoons and possums and rats and yeah. like. Again, not uncommon to see something like a rat or a raccoon in a cornfield, but you're just seeing so much vermin activity in five minutes of sitting there contemplating it. It's like, that's too much. So tasks. One, burn the cornfield. Two, blow the dam. Three, investigate the cave. Well, so we find the cave. Well... Um, I don't know what order to do those in. I would assume it's easier to perhaps, assuming we find a cave, blow the cave, double back. You want 
burn the field so it starts burning this way and then blow the dam so we can make our escape back to Delmwich. My suggestion is, since everything down river looks to be going to hell, go back to the source, deal with that, and then if these change, then we're okay. Otherwise, yeah, I'm with you. Well, I mean, it's obviously already mutating. And if something happens up here... Right. Where's Henry Rhodes? Is that what you're here for? I'm assuming he's dead. She had a vision where he was shot. We saw the blood spatter in the tent. Yeah, but he was carried away alive. I don't know that. That's what she saw in the vision. Yeah, I said they carried him away. He was alive. There was a shot. You're inferring, but yeah. So let's check Henry Rhodes. So what I would suggest is, since we know that this came over to Kim... Uh, Carmody or Carmody whatever farm. We get back in our fucking car and go around here. Oof, no. <laughs> Why not? Assuming I'm not approaching this as a total skeptic, I think Henry got in too deep and it's kind of his own fucking responsibility and I'm cleaning up his mess. And that involves undoing what he did in the cave. And making sure Abigail didn't, isn't sacrificed in the cave. Basically, those are my two responsibilities. Well, I, maybe I'm wrong on my approach to that, but I mean, I feel like Henry got himself into this mess, and it's more important to clean up his mess so nobody else gets hurt than find out that he's dead and get assaulted by hick locals myself. Okay. In the process, okay. not being able to fix his damage. Well, that's kind of my approach to it. Maybe I'm wrong with that. Do you think that's appropriate, or you do what you want? I'm, I'm just going to sit here and enjoy the chaos. <laughs> I'm thinking that the guy's probably still alive. And since I'm the one that I actually have some knowledge of creepy and sane shit. Okay. Um, actually, yeah. you do have even have a little bit of Cthulhu Mythos. Ex- well, yeah. yeah. The Cthulhu Mythos. So, if I roll that, does my sanity automatically go down? No. Cool. Let me see if I can figure out something here. I mean, I feel like at the root of this is wherever this cave is. And if that can be resealed, Shit. No. maybe not right away, but in time, everything will go back to normal. Okay. So based on that, that's probably a higher priority for me than cleaning up the after effects without the root cause. So what do you want to do? I want to find the cave. You basically track up the river, find the cave, and seal it. Okay. okay. Um, and then maybe blow the dam. I think that since we don't know if he's alive or dead I was going to say burn the crops too but you make a fi- fair point if I if we feel like he was brought away alive he's probably being held in the farm maybe torching the fields that'll burn on the farm might not be the best approach but That's... if we seal the cave at least in theory that'll stop the taint from spreading <laughs> now oh grow so... up people now <laughs> so be adults why don't you <laughs> well this is my point I think that whether he's alive or dead, we still need to uh, determine what became of him. So our first thing, while you might be right about that, we know that he got here somehow. So we should find out what's going on there before we do anything else. I don't think so. Because I think... What you're assuming. Well, we obviously know that they're willing to shoot somebody and drag them away, you know, out of towners. Because well, they don't like the meddling. I think we need to fix the root of the problem. You and then think that's it. why they're doing it. Except for maybe he opened up the cave and they go, what the fuck did you do to us? I don't think we walk onto the farm and say, hey, what's going on? And expect any different treatment. Uh, true. So make a plan. 
I say we drive back to Dunwich, get supplies. Like what? Like flashlights, ropes, spelunking things, things you can get in uh, uh, an unappropriate pair of shoes for once. Um, And then we come back at dusk, track the creek up, and see what happens. I think finding that cave needs to be our first responsibility. Once we, in theory, seal that, we can backtrack and figure everything else out. Also, if he was... Again, I assumed in the beginning he was trying to seal it himself because that's the rational thing. Unless he was... If he's reopening it and giving himself in service to these whatever old ones, dark powers, maybe that's where Abigail is. Maybe he left her as a sacrifice or something. Or maybe she's the one that got... Um, you know, not, not to read too far into it, maybe she's the one who is called by the dark powers... And that's why she's not there. I, and they're trying to beat the information out. That's of not Abigail. No. Uh, how do you know? Because well, he's the one that wrote the letter back to town saying, I'm going to stay on here after I send everybody back. I, I feel like he's in this up to his neck. And I'd like to make sure that she's not as well. And part of that is making sure she's not in the cave tied up. Okay. Waiting for the Kraken to come. So. Okay, uh, whatever. So, motoring back to Dunwich? Yes. All right. Yeah. We'll, we get a good meal, too. In Dunwich? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, pickled herring. Fish fry. Yep. So, yeah, you find uh, Dave Fish and Sons Hardware, Dunwich, okay. that's got everything you need. So, I got the Zippo. Um, I'd like to get canteens. Yes. <laughs> uh, one or two of clean water, but I'd like to fill some with gasoline. I don't want to drag a gas can around with me, but if I got a couple of ga- canteens of gas... Just enough to blow something up minor. Okay. Um, How much is a firearm? <laughs> yeah, you should get a weapon. You should get some sensible shoes. You would think you would have that. You already, can... But... Let's see here. Well, I've got $180 on me. Okay. Since I'm I'm sure someone else paid for the cabin. Yeah. I have a credit rating. So do I. You have a credit rating. That's more almost for social encounters. Oddly. Is a credit rating of 40 subprime? <laughs> it's... <laughs> credit humor. Like, are you... <laughs> I know. I'm... Of the upper crust or the... Oh, uh, what would you like? You looking for a handgun? <clears throat> I'm actually slightly better with a shotgun, but a pistol would be probably more in her wheelhouse. But a long gun for the two of us might not be a bad idea. Maybe a Tommy gun? Just throwing it out. I'm there. not going to find that at Fish and Sons Hardware. Uh, you'll be able to find rifles and shotguns aplenty yeah. and a l- very limited selection of handguns. So, what would you like? Uh, maybe not a Derringer, but something like a 38. There are 38s. That would run you 30 bucks. Okay. 1d10 damage. Cool. Oh, Revolver or automatic? We do have those newfangled automatics. Newfangled. Okay. Well, I mean, they've been around for a while, but in a 38, it would be fairly newfangled. 38. Okay. 1d10 damage. Malfunction on a 90 million or better. Uh, okay. I'm going to make sure I have enough shotguns. Um, and then damage. Yeah, they got that. Oh, doing some bird hunting. Yes. <laughs> What's the range? Do you have bear traps? 15, 15 yards. <laughs> Large flightless birds. Bear traps. <laughs> How much ammo do I get? 
Or do I have to buy that separate? Capacity, magazine capacity of six. Yeah, you can buy a box of ammo, but you'll have to reload after six shots. I'm, I'm guessing extra clips don't come... That's not a thing. Okay. Take a round to reload. That's fine. Yes, you can get flashlights, rope, okay. pitons, ten-foot poles. What sets the dynamite off? Light the fuse with a. Are you asking like shock? Or well, I mean, I, I don't. I mean, is it you light a fuse or you? You prime. So you buy dynamite sticks, yeah. and you buy. I believe you have something like a primer, which is okay. a thing that you. Yeah, push into the stick that has the fuse coming out of it. Okay. So it's like a separate gunpowder charge. Yeah, charge. Okay. And then you light it with a lighter, and the fuse burns, and it blows okay. up. So th- when you buy it in the box, it is not primed. You have to actually... But it certainly well, come with it, though. So yes. I'm just trying to think what other supplies we might need. We have thir- burning things. We have blowy things. We have shooty things. Uh, we have ways to light our way. Get up or down slopes. What else might we... Well, we're protecting our body. Now we need to learn, find something to protect our minds and our spirit. To which I would say... Whiskey. Well, I was going to say talisman, but sure. I'm not sure when I would find something like that. Is there a church in Dunwich? A Christian church in Dunwich. <laughs> That's a complex question. <laughs> I'm aware. Like a, like a scapular metal or something like that. Yes, there's the the um, Seaside Primitive Baptist Christian Church. It's Baptist. <laughs> Primitive Baptist. So instead of singing, they like hit each other with. You don't know what the fuck they do. All right. Well, I got nothing. So they went back to Arkham. Where they at least have Methodists. I was thinking of uh, um, something to. Find something to ward against evil stuff, but yeah. The more I think about it, the more I think it's a failing proposition. Plenty of churches, but it's not like, hey, do you have a sacred holy relic that would work against vampires or shit? Not the sort of environment where we can brandish a crucifix. Yeah, it's something and expect it to work. And if someone did have something like that, they probably wouldn't just hand it over. (laughs) Yeah, this is this is Dunwich. Yeah. Yeah, if I'm presenting. A holy artifact, it'll probably be Darwin's origin of species. I'm assuming. Yep. So yeah, you got gear. You had lunch. It was pretty good. Okay. What's yeah. next? It, it, it was, uh... According to plan? Clam's sure. Casino. Okay. Oh god, that sounds good. No. You get back just after dusk Okay. to the campsite? Uh, I don't think we'll park all the way there. Maybe, you know, pull off to, like, here. Sure, yeah. Where it's near the trees, so you can't really see it from the road. Okay, yeah, so you park it off kind of in the trees or near yeah. the edge of the woods. Oh, yeah, relatively concealed. All right. Walk to the creek and start following it into the hills. All right. All right. All right. It's the worst that could happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we get I'm carried here. off and chopped into little bits, and... That would be better than some of the ways we could go. Um, we could get staked outside and left. Could we buy cyanide pills, by the way? <laughs> Just no. in case. So you walk along the Sorry. edge of the woods toward the dam, right? Uh-huh. Uh, yep. Alright. Stealthily. Yep. Stealthily, stealthily, we creep along. As you get closer to the dam in the twilight... Should we roll for stealth? 
No. Not unless he tells us to. <laughs> Uh, as you walk along toward the dam in the twilight, you notice, like, you know, tree, 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 tree. And the trees, you didn't notice this in the daytime, but your attention wasn't focused on the woods. You were like, look at that water, look at that dam. But you notice, like, the trees yeah. are getting weirder the closer you get to the tree, the creek. Yeah. So it's like, at first, you know, it's like, oh, that's an ash, that's an elm. That's, that's a, what the fuck That's an that? oak. That's, you know, there's conifers. There's trees in here, right? And as you get closer to the dam, you see more branches and fronds that are turning into, like, dark, ropey tentacles. The bark of the trees is kind of splitting and falling off, revealing, like, a black, pulpy mass underneath. And some of the trees, like, have roots... <laughs> Roots that are sort of almost pulling out of the ground. And you smell this, like, smell of rotting flesh and dank earth. Oh, wow, it's turning into hentai. So maybe instead of going straight for the dam, we'll just cut across. (laughs) Okay. Clear the trees and get closer to the creek to follow that up. All right. I don't very much want to cross the creek. No, no, I'm just saying walk up the... Walk up the... Yeah, I get you. Keep the creek between us and the farm. Okay. But we don't have to hug... The tree line all the way back to the dam. We know where that is. So, unless we see like lights and hear voices off in the distance when it's within a reasonable range. And I'm going to not light. I mean, assuming it's not like a totally new moon, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to have the lantern on like until we find something yeah, like, you, where it's totally dark. I mean, you, You've got enough. Uh, I'm going to say it's like a quarter moon yeah. kind of thing happening. You don't have a perfectly clear sky where you've got a substantial amount of stars. You know, there's clouds and stuff moving over, but it's not bad weather. But my major concern here is not sticking out as a beacon as we're walking through the field. So I will have the shotgun ready to rock and roll. All right. So am I carrying the light then? I can do that. We're not going to have a light until we get up to those. Right, but I mean... If you want to hold the lantern. Yeah, I'll, I'll each have a flashlight. Right, or a I mean, I'm okay. carrying the torch out with my pistol, and you've had the shotgun basically at port arms, is what I'm saying. Oh, okay, that's fine. You hear uh, the burble of the creek on your right. I hope it's the creek. <laughs> and you, you're getting that same, like, off the water, this yeah. sort of rotten fruit smell. Yeah. As you're walking along, I guess both of you give me an extreme spot hit. <laughs> Any chance we could make this one roll high? No. <laughs> no. No. Who's in the lead or closer to the creek? I'll say me. Okay. It's my idea, so I should be the one to suck it up. Well, you're walking along and it's like, you know, leaves crunching underfoot, sticks, and there's, you know, little rocks and things that you're kind of tripping over. But mostly yeah. it's been fairly dry footing. And then here and there, you run into, like, little patches of mud where, you know, like, runoff from the fields is coming into the creek. And, you know, you kind of go squelch, squelch, squelch through a little bit of mud, and then you're back up on the dry again. Right. At one point, you take a step and you squelch into something, that, but it's not like squelching into mud. Yeah. It's like squelching into mucus. It's just got this, whoa, slippery, slimy feel to it and you're like what the hell was that okay can we take the flashlight and maybe light it up 
point it straight sure. at the ground just long enough to yeah. see what it is. Yeah, I'll do it. Wave it around. But it yeah, yeah. Sense. I get, I get wish. Keep it on the day, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do so. Sanity checks for everyone. No. Okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you light up your flashlight and like, what did I just step in? Yes. And you see this formless jelly. Yeah. I mean, it's like a shapeless blob that has come up out of the water and just kind of crept against gravity across the the banks of the creek yeah. up into your path. And what color is it? Um, the mass looks like a large, flat, shapeless jelly. It is the color of dead skin and smells of de- decaying flesh and okay. rotten peaches. Okay, I was just curious. And your right shoe is in it. Mm. I like to pull my foot out. Okay. I should have brought a spare pair of shoes. So can you pull your foot out? You can pull your foot out, but as you do, like the jelly kind of like reaches up and it's trying to like crawl up your leg. Okay. It's rather disturbing. You've never seen any jelly like creature in nature behave this way. It sounds like a. Pull my foot away and scrape it off, or does it keep? No, it's like it's it's almost like flow starting to flow up your leg. Okay, so it's so you're moving and it's like flowing with you, and it actually seems to be uh, astonishingly quick moving. Why don't we roll initiative? Or don't roll initiative. It's based on dex order. Okay. Uh, what is your dex? Forty. Sixty. Okay. The jelly is also sixty. Okay. So we act simultaneously, or is it PC first? Uh, PC first, we'll okay. say. Um, I will grab my carving knife, and I'll proceed to try and slash the jelly, um, like cut a wedge out where his foot is, so that yeah. way we can, he can try and extricate himself. Okay, so give me a knife attack check. That is a hard check. Okay. So 1d4 plus 2. Okay. Um, is there any bonuses for bidding a no. hard check? Okay. 4 damage. Okay. You slash the jelly and, like, cut the main body of it. Mm-hmm. You know, cut under his shoe and, like, sever it. But you still got this, you know, a cord of it that's trying to crawl up your leg. And it's actually, like, getting up into your trouser leg... You know, like over your sock and up on your calf. And as it climbs up on your calf, well, let me roll it for it first. Yes. Uh, it it kind of, you feel like this cold above your sock. It doesn't seem to be harming you, but it's giving you the willies. Okay. Cold as in chilly, or cold as in like it's numbing him? No, cold as in something that so just crawled out of a slimy cold. Oh, okay. All right, I'd like to take a rag. Mm-hmm. Don't want my gas canteens on it. Light it up and kind of ease. Oh, it's such a pant leg on fire. Burn it with fire. Yeah. Okay. It just seems the natural course of action. <laughs> but I, I don't want to like set off a huge conflagration. <laughs> but you know, just like a handful of. Kind of a, a burning rag. A burning that I can Yeah. 
so I don't think that's really an attack. You can hit yourself 100% of the time. Yeah. Give me a dex check. Let's do it as a contested dex check. 15, that'll be enough for a hard success. Okay, it also had a hard success. And the way that things in opposition work now is you roll... Let's see here. Would it help if I got an extreme success? It would. Alright, we'll burn enough luck to get there. How much is it? Seven. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, I had to get from a 15 to an 8. So. Alright, so you're like batting at this with this flaming handkerchief. Yeah. Uh, I'll say you can do two fire damage to it. Okay. And it kind of like lets go and slews off your leg. However, I'm going to need a sand check for both of you. Roll under, correct? Roll under. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, lose one. Okay. Cool. Both of you. Okay. That's for making it. That's not a thing found in nature. Okay. Well, it could be a really aggressive slime mold. No, I'm kidding. Are we continuing into future rounds, or is that... That, that was it. Okay. Uh, I'd like to... Like, the rest of it just sort of, like, and flows back into the creek. Oh, okay. Is it, can I toss the burning rag on top of it before it gets all the way down? Yeah. Okay, just to see what happens if I throw what's left of the rag into the mass. It just put it back into the creek and the okay. rag is like left sort of floating on top of the creek and burning until okay. it goes out. Alright. Well, that was disturbing. Mm. Oh gosh, I just bought those new pants. What was that? Give me... Uh, you made a really good dex check, right? Yeah, you did. An yeah. extreme. So you did not burn yourself in the process. Your pants and socks are clearly ruined. But yeah. Well, what am I trying to impress her? Yeah. Okay. All right, you can continue on. All right. Straight walk. to the cave. I like the way you guys operate. Walk, walk, trudge, we have trudge, no travel, travel. Fucking idea what's really going on here. But <laughs> I'm gonna go. I right. know what's going on. I have the confessions of Ezekiel Cade to tell me what's. Going We're gonna on. go straight to the boss fight. <laughs> All I right. didn't say anything about fighting a boss. I said something about burying a cave or right. dynamite. Look at all that plot we just cut through here. It's fine. It's fine. You'll I, be fine. I just don't want to go into two sessions. <laughs> we'll just cut right. straight to our death seat. Just over a mile <laughs> north of the dam lies the cave. And it is the source of the newly reborn Blackwater Creek. This was... There is a cave? Well, there is a... Water flowing out of an opening in the hill, so it's almost cave-like. The last few hundred yards of the approach are difficult, as the plant life in the surrounding area has been exposed to... Never mind. Uh, the, <laughs> there, there are stalks of grass as tall as a man and as thick as an arm. Okay. Wildflowers have grown to the size of manhole covers and drip viscous black liquid in place of pollen. Berries and seed pods the sides of footballs lie split and rotten all over the ground. Their tacky innards seething with large, deformed worms and insects. All the plants exhibit unnaturally vibrant colors, like tropical orchids and livid bruises. The stench of sweet corruption is everywhere. Experiencing all this provokes sanity roll. No. Okay. That green is the color from space. No. Roll your own. 1d4. One! Lose one. Uh, that'd be a two. Lose two. It's okay. 
Water pours out from the mouth of the cave, which is set in a cliff face some 20 feet above the ground. There is rubble all around the cave mouth, making it possible to clamber up. But this is made difficult by the running water and the moss which has grown over the stones. The moss squirms under the fingers of any climbers in a repellent manner. In a manner that repels us, not in a manner that we could use to repel up. Yes. So you have a, about a 20-foot climb over mossy rocks into this cave mouth. Okay. Gosh, it's just disgusting. Uh, there's, of course, water spraying everywhere. Like, it's a water fall that you essentially have to climb up. Uh, are you climbing? Sure. Okay. Uh, she'll put her hands together and give me a boost. Okay. <laughs> Give you a boost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm Let's have a check. That's uh, I do have climb. I assume I'm rolling. It's this isn't difficult, so I'm going to give you. This is a new rule in seventh edition. I'm going to give you a bonus die. So what you do is you roll your d10 twice and take the better result. It works like advantage disadvantage, but only on the d10. The secondary to Jamie. I mean the the tens digit. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Okay. So you get two shots at the tens digit, but your second like digit. So? Like so, yeah. Okay. Uh, 53. Out of... It's been three luck to get there. All right. Too, I'm not too worried yet, but I'm going through an entire row, so... Yeah, too bad. You're going to need all those <laughs> rolls later. Give me a con check as well. Uh, I'm off by nine. Did you make an extreme? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm off by 57. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Uh, you get, like, a lot of this water yeah. in your eyes. And all, I mean, you're just covered in it. You probably swallow some. It's okay. I mean, you feel fine. Actually, you feel pretty good. We didn't really buy Jedi rebreathers while we were in Dunwich. Can you give me a climb check? Yes. Use a bonus die. I was just waiting for him to be his manly manliness over there. You said a bonus die? Mm-hmm. You roll your tens die twice and take the better result. Okay, I make it just barely. Okay, you're also able to clamber up. Give me a con check. Uh, make it hard. Do you uh, make it extreme? Thus, I do now. Okay. You manage not to ingest any of the water. Splashed with it quite a bit, but you make it up into the cave. Give me a spot hidden check. Big money, big money, no whammy. Ah, uh, extreme. Okay. There is a pile of debris under the entrance that covers the remains of the box of dynamite. Of a box of dynamite. Is there anything inside the box of dynamite? Why, yes. There are five sticks of dynamite in the box. Ooh. All right. Could you, Mr. Man, put that together into another bundle? I will do exactly that. Now I have a machine gun. Put an asterisk next to that bundle. You can carry that bundle. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. Um, the cave mouth goes up steeply. So once you're in the cave, 
there's like a pile of debris you have to clamber over, and then you're in the cave. Mm-hmm. And the cave climbs. Um, the narrow passage is wet, slippery, and covered with rubble. And like there's a stream coming out of flowing through the cave. So we'll go right to Permity Farm. The cave man. <laughs> you're at the Permity Farm. Oh, I didn't Here's realize the there was another map down there. Multiple maps. So, yeah, there's a pool, and like you're climbing. That's a pretty extensive pestle. Give me another climb roll. Oh, yeah. Not even close. Extreme, okay. baby. That's some extreme climbing. You have a rope, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Take essentially advantage on that earlier tens die. Still not even close. Uh, give me a luck roll, Hazel. That I make. Okay. It's like really slippery and it just takes a lot of scrabbling and scrambling. Mm -hmm. But you're eventually able to make it up. I mean, you have a few points where you almost lose your balance. You almost lose your handgun. Like, whoa! And it would have gone between a couple of rocks. But you managed to make it in. Uh, once inside, the smell of rotting meat, mixed with a sickly sweet smell of overripe fruit, is overpowering. Water runs underfoot constantly. The walls are sticky with a sap-like fluid. The fluid is slightly phosphorescent, giving off a pale purple light. You hear from up ahead, like the sound of a woman sobbing. Does it sound like Mrs. I wouldn't Rose. know. I've never met her. You're <laughs> close friends. Oh, I thought you were in character. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It, okay. It sounds exactly like her. Abigail! <gasps> Is the phosphorescent moss enough that we don't need the shiny sticks? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it, you could, you'd be able to see without your flashlight. Okay. And it seems like the glow gets stronger deeper into the cave. Okay. Because I am stupid. And that's kind of one of the points of coming up here. I want to make sure she's not in here. Uh, I will recommend that we go after the noise to try to liberate Abigail from her sacrificial bindings. Okay. Uh, As you go deeper into the cave, where these little black patches are, there's like strange growths covering the walls of the passage. Uh, growing denser the further into the cave they go. You can give me a biology roll or a medicine roll. I have things like that in my colon, too. So no. Okay. They're just like, it's not it's too dark. It's weird. It's just yeah. weird shit. Pulsating with life, though. As the passage progresses, like some of the, these weird growths sort of resolve. Like, you're seeing these things that look that mushroom or whatever the fuck that is looks just like a, a liver or a kidney or a pancreas or a gallbladder. Or a, and um, then, like, that's weird because you think, hey, you know, I didn't yeah. know some mushrooms look like human organs. And then you uh, see that there are, like, eyes and mouths in these growths along the wall. Yes, you do. Like you do. Uh, and the mouths are talking and pleading 
in Abigail Rhodes' voice. Oh, save me. Okay, that's the twist. Um, let's stop and think about this for a minute. Uh, Hazel. Yes. You hear this voice also, and you were like, is that Abigail's voice? But you recognize the voice. It's your mother's voice. Your mother, Ma Celeste, is like, save me. Help me, release me. That is fucking the... So, not knowing that that's what you're hearing. Um, If Abigail's voice is coming from these mounts, Mm -hmm. and not from Abigail, is Abigail being held prisoner somewhere and projecting through the mounts, or is something learning to mimic her that I don't need to worry about and we can just blow the cave? Well, you're not... I mean, you're hearing it, like... You're hearing her in stereo... Okay. And so some of these mouths are, and the walls are kind of talking, and the eyes are looking at you. Okay. And you also hear the voice from deeper in the cave, or hi-fi multi-track stereo of the voices deeper in the cave. Celeste, can you use your wicked ways to maybe uh, get a beat on that voice to see if we're tracking someone actually inside, or... I'm kind of afraid to in here. I'll do it, but... It's going to make me go insane. <clears throat> to clairvoyancy? Okay. It's going to suck. Oh, yeah. Because it's a possibility something is mimicking her. You might want to fail this. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I can't get anything. Okay. There is a ton of spiritual static in here. Just like the the PK meter is off the goddamn charts. If I weren't a 20th century male pledged to saving a red-blooded American female who makes the best goddamn cosmopolitans I've ever had, I'd like to just blow the cave and leave. But I realize um, it's probably folly. But so do we know? Deeper. So we haven't seen her? No. Okay. Well... Do you want to keep going on? Because this is really creeping me I out. don't, but I have a responsibility in character knowledge. I don't know. I have In character, I would have sufficient cause to believe that she might be... Absorbed? Savable, still, further on. All right. Do you want to I, Believe me, I am trying to find any justification for not going further, but unless my character knows for sure that she's not retrievable, he's going to keep going. So. Okay. The passage eventually opens out into an enormous natural cavern. Yes. The glow is strong here, providing more than enough light to see. The center of the cave, actually like high up on this end yeah. against the wall. Or sorry, the center of the cave is dom- dominated by a huge pulsating mass of flesh over a hundred feet across. It is covered in strange growths, tendrils, and many faces. Each face is that of Abigail Rhodes. Some of them cry and plead for help. Some look at the investigators with undisguised lechery, while others just laugh insanely. That's normal for Abigail. The mass floats in a large pool, and the sound of the running water can be heard all around. Fluid containing fragments of flesh gushes from the mass and out of the cave, forming the creek. Okay. Uh, Sand checks, please. (laughs) 
spend luck on a sand check? You can. I will do that. Make it. Uh, wait a minute. I actually, wait a minute. I think maybe you cannot. Luck points may not be spent on luck rolls, damage rolls, sanity rolls, or rolls to determine the amount of sanity points lost. Oh, well, fuck that. All right. So enough, I do not. Would you like to roll your own or have me roll it for you? What am I rolling? A d20. Oh, using your dice. <laughs> she would have got to show my two twenty rolls. You made but... yours, Hazel. Hmm? Do you made your sand check? Yeah, I made my sand check. D six. Yes. That's reasonable. Oh, but you've lost five within an hour. So did I. That puts me at five within the hour, or since we started doing this stuff, the creepy thing. Roll a d10, each of you. What'd you get? Two? two. Also two. Also two. You both have a psychosomatic disability. Investigator suffers psychosomatic blindness, deafness, or the loss or use of a limb or limbs for 1d10 rounds. So would you like to be deaf, blind, or paralyzed? One limb, it said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, death. Okay. Okay. For one to ten rounds. Mm-hmm. She Boom. shuts up for six seconds. Okay. One, two is blind. Three, four is deaf. Five, six is a limb. You pick. Okay. It's hard to Limb. Eight rounds. Your left arm goes numb. You think maybe you're having a heart attack. You just like a flipper. <laughs> you can too mention. And you're left handed. Done much food. No. <laughs> there. Evens I'm left handed, odds I'm right. No, one, you're left handed. Okay. Is it really one in ten? About that. It's like 10 to 15%. Oh. Yeah, so you see that. Uh, the walls of the mass are translucent with dark mis- with dark misshapen things moving within. Like this mass, crazy mass of whatever the fuck, looks like it's going to have babies. <laughs> of course it is. Get away from me, bitch. Okay. D- so what would you like to do? Burn it. Burn it all. 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 I think we get back and just blow them off of the cave to seal it back up. Right, set the fire so that way it's worried about the fucking fire instead of us. Well, this thing doesn't... Like, it's got all these... There's tendrils and shit that are, like, whooping around. I don't but it doesn't seem to be interested in attacking you because this is your mother. It loves you. It wants you to join her. <clears throat> out of character, I don't know that much about dynamite. What would you like to know? Do I feel like five sticks in the appropriate place in the middle of this thing would be effective? No. You think all of it? Well, no. I want to save enough to blow the mouth of the cave. Because I don't know whether it's going to affect this or not, but I know Mm -hmm. I want to blow the mouth of the cave to seal it either way. Mm -hmm. 
Unless I think it's not going to have any effect at all, which I'm just going to run for it. Speaking as an engineer, save us. It's not the it's not the size of the explosion; it's the direction of the explosion, which is why something in a sealed container is more destructive than something that's out in the open. That being said, five six of dynamite would make a pretty big boom. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking maybe chuck one bundle, run. Blow the other bundle at the mouth. Well, that's you also I have your canteen full of gasoline. Yeah, that's true. Which is what I'm saying to say. Is dynamite a fire explosion or is it just a concussive explosion? Concussive. It's a But the dynamite going off wouldn't ignite gasoline. It probably time. would. Yeah? Yeah, gasoline. I mean, it is a... Explosion made... Explosion is just a fire that happens really, really fast. Okay. So um, if you had gasoline right next to it, it probably would spark off and ignite. Okay. Um, the other option is you have a Zippo. Yeah. But you have like a couple of canteens. I mean, you have a couple, maybe yeah. a couple Those aren't very gas. aerodynamic, yeah. yeah. So it's, I could chuck a bundle of dynamite. I couldn't chuck a flaming canteen. I could frisbee it, but nobody's in there to frisbee well, it. Well, that's not true because uh, Seamus McFly did in 1885, so. Give me an engineering check. You don't have engineering. I do. That's not a skill. Uh, <laughs> what kind of game is this where engineering isn't a skill? I know, right? I don't know. In the D20 version of Call of Cthulhu, Operate Heavy Machinery. Oh, Demolitions. Oh. Operate Heavy Machinery is a skill on your character sheet right at this moment. Yes, it is. And if you'd played Jimmy Rhodes, you would have had 50% on it. But we have Demolitions. So give me a Demolitions check. I do not have Demolitions. So. You have Demolitions at 1%. I am rolling for Big Daddy 01. Oh my god. Oh, so close. What'd you uh, get? I'm spending luck. Yeah. What'd you get? I got an 04. He rolled a 4. Do it! So I already spent those two that I couldn't spend because it was a sanity. So if I do that and spend one more, that'll get me to number one. Okay. Five would probably be enough. Five sticks of dynamite would be enough. A bundle of five. Okay. To close the mouth or? To destroy the mother. Okay. Oh, yeah. Along with all the. Canteens of gas. Oh yeah. So I will. Well, are we into actions? Yeah. Okay. Sure. I mean, we're not into uh, combat. My idea is I want to prime, light it, chuck it, mm-hmm. and then book it for the entrance. Yeah. That's now, what I'd like to do, along with your good demolitions check that you spent luck on, is you, right. you should get something more than just knowing how much is enough. Yeah. Uh, you can also set. The fuse, like, oh, I need to get this much fuse. Okay. To give yourself time to get out of the cave. Right. 30 seconds? It'll take three rounds, or 18 seconds to get out of the cave, with a number of checks. Okay. That'll give you five rounds, which means if you screw up twice, you're not dying, I guess. Yeah. Well, even if the thing blows up down here, and we're over here. Yeah, there's no way that that's going to be a bad enough thing, right? Right. Yeah, so I mean, I'll set a 20 second fuse. Okay. And we'll worry about the other one when we get to the mouth of the cave. Alright, so yeah, you can set up the dynamite. This thing is still talking to you. Can Abigail wants you to join it? Women always talk. That's, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm playing in character. Please, no hate mail. <laughs> I'm trying to be a Neanderthal man of the t- 20s. Okay, yeah, so you think you've got that set? Ready to light, ready to throw. Okay. And your plan is basically light 
throw, run. Yeah. Are you lighting one of your bundles of dynamite or the one with the asterisk? One of mine. Okay. I want a good one here and I want a good one here. If I have to use the asterisk in the middle, I might maybe prime it and drop it behind me as I'm going. Okay. Um, but I don't trust that one as well much, obviously. All right. You don't need to make a roll. Okay. You need to make a roll to book it. So okay. as you throw the dynamite, yes. all of the mouths and all of the faces scream and the tendrils start lashing and thrashing. Give me a dodge roll to move quickly and avoid the mother's tendrils. Dodge. Dodge. How much luck do I have left? <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, what are we going for? Just regular? Under, under your dodge skill. Okay, so not like a harder... Yep. Okay. Spending one luck. No. Oh, your dodge is 50, not 60. So I'm thinking spending 11, because yes. I've got 61, and we're at the end here. Okay. So I will spend 11. Okay. So now I am hitting it, so yeah, I'm good. All right. <laughs> they have displaced You me. are grabbed yep. by one of the tendrils. It, like, picks you up right the moment you throw the dynamite and turn to run. Okay. And it's, like, dragging you towards it. Um... You can give me... Do you want to try fighting your way out with strength? Or do you want to try to damage the tendrils that are holding you? How thick... I mean, does it do I feel like I could damage them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're like arms. Okay. You're in mother's arms. Uh, how many rounds has it been? This is the first. Uh, I have a walking stick. So yeah, I'll attack with a... Well, I might. maybe I'll shoot it with my shotgun. You could do that? Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. I mean, at, at this range, it's that'll remove something. Yeah. Yep. So give me your shotgun skill. Try not to shoot yourself. Right. Do I get a bonus for point blank? Oh, I don't need it. Never mind. Oh, that'll be uh, yeah, just straight success. All right. Damage. Giving it both barrels. Yep. Double your damage. That's one barrel. Who mama? Ugh. Not a good roll. 18. Alright. You get the shotgun like right up under these... You know, it's got you wrapped. You're still holding the yeah. shotgun and you like just put it right up against this thing and wham! And uh, it blows the tendrils apart. Okay. And you are released. Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna say... Take a point, a hit point of falling damage, more or less, as okay. this thing. Like, let's go and you... You know, bark your shins on the cave floor. Okay. I'm being way too nice to you guys. You shouldn't be. All right. You're moving now through Shut up, I told you was this next section of the cave. It's very narrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need a dex roll to move quickly. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm stuck. I got a 95. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. I was thinking... You know, if if I was stuck with the tendril, I'd toss you the dynamite so you'd be able to seal the cave and get out. But then when you get back to the car, who could drive you back to town? <laughs> what can I throw at him? Right. <laughs> a tendril lashes out and just, like, grabs your ankle and trips you up, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, you're going to take five points of damage. Okay. 
and you're going to lose, essentially not make forward progress That's this fine. turn. Uh, round three, give me a, well. Well, he threw really. something I never got to act. Well, you, you did act. You dodged the tendrils oh, as you okay. were running away. Okay. He failed to dodge the tendrils. Okay. I will take that. You're booking it through the cave, and uh, you hear a cry, a yelp from behind you. Yeah. And it's Hazel. Hazel. Okay. And, like, a, you know, she's just about out of the range of the tendrils, and, like, the Balrog's whip, <laughs> one of them streaks out and, like, wraps around her ankle and flips her. And it doesn't keep a hold of her, but it just sends her ass over tea kettle, and she, like, comes down. Really hard on the rocks. Walk it off. And uh, she's <laughs> like struggling, but I mean, you've run 10 God, yards. You're, you're yeah. chivalrous as fuck. <laughs> so I don't know if you're going to like try to go back and help her or just like, fuck it, we're all running. She's not grabbed. Nope. Um, I mean, if I stand there and look for two or three seconds, does it look like she's going to get up and keep coming? Yeah. Or does she I mean, getting up. <coughs> got a bloody nose. Okay. But, yeah, she'll follow. Um, I. I'm, I'm telling myself my lead time will give me sufficient time to pause at the mouth and set the charge, ideally while she runs past me and out. So. But if she's still in there, eh. Are you kidding? I did the two-for-one sale at Felsmith. This is nothing. <laughs> give me a climb check. Me? You. You got to climb, like, you're at the mouth of the cave. Okay. Or you got to climb down the steep part to the mouth of the cave. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Way to roll like a boss. So yeah, you make it down to the mouth of the cave and you're like, dynamite, dynamite. Uh, give me a dex check. Oh, me too? Yep. Dex. No. Okay, you managed to get up and get running, and that's the end of the third round. Okay. What is your luck and what is your luck? Uh, 50. I'm down to 35. Okay, give me a luck check. Oh, one. Okay. Jesus. The dynamite does not blow up yet. Give me a climb check. <laughs> Round four. Good news, everyone. <laughs> 93. You're just not doing good. It's, no. It's the shoes. You Even when you get sensible women's shoes, <clears throat> they're still women's shoes. So, like, you're just... Yeah. You're trying to... Understood. You don't do the country girl thing. You're starting to prime, the, get the next bundle ready to close yeah. the mouth of the cave. Okay. The closest I get to country is East Trenton, okay? Give me a luck check. 21. That's good? Yes. Okay, the dynamite still does not blow. Okay. Another climb check? Yep. Uh, yellow is high. Okay. Yes, finally. All right. You finally managed to get clamber down out of the cave. You have another round to get the, like, you pretty much got the dynamite ready to go. Yep. You're standing there with the lighter ready to do it. Give me another luck check. Boom! It goes the dynamite. There's a uh, Sorry, go ahead. concussive blast and, like, this... Uh, but you're now, like, in the Indiana Jones 
part. This is the part where you're out of the cave. Yeah. And can oh. juke off to the side, and the boulder shoots out yeah. past you. Okay. You've set and lit the dynamite, and you're already scrambling down the hill. If I put the two bundles together, like the regular bundle and the mm-hmm. there, there's no need to worry about putting them together really because if the concussive force will set off one you'll set off the other at the same well, that's time. what I'm saying I mean if I put them together that will set off the other yeah. one too if, if, if it's set check. offable oh what luck check no, no. it was too wet okay the but the original the the ones you brought still go okay so uh the cave mouth collapses again uh staunching the flow from the creek which is going to staunch anyway because the source of it, the earth's womb, is now destroyed. Okay. Roll a d4 and a d6, each of you. Together? Yeah, add them together. Six. Nine. Okay, you can recover that many sand points up to your starting sanity. Cool. I'm up. Yep. Yeah, you feel much better. Your arm. Yeah. That's why you were having all those problems. It's like, I need that left arm. I'm feeling much better now. Yeah. So, yeah, that was Blackwater Creek. So, well, if we, we go miss? to the... Oh, pretty much everything. Well, well we if miss? we now go back to the farm... Yeah. ...to try to see if we can find Henry, um, do we find him there, or do we get shot on the way into the yes, farm by the yokels? Uh, time check, dude. It's quarter to midnight. Yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think you're just assuming at this point, like, after seeing Abigail, yeah. that Henry must be a lost cause. Yeah. Um, Go back to town. Because you never really ingested, so there was this whole progression thing. The Carmody's were growing corn and making whiskey. Yeah. And selling it in town. Lots of people in town like to drink that whiskey. We and, got our whiskey from Dunwich. And you got Good, you did whiskey. all your eating and drinking in Dunwich. <laughs> so there's this whole progression of the gift of the mother. Huh. So every time you like come into contact with it, yeah. you make this con check and and you turn into like the people in town. And the Carmodies were like way fucked up. And Henry Rhodes is in their basement. His leg has grown back. Like they shot him in the leg. They amputated it huh. and had been holding him prisoner in their basement for three months. His leg's grown back, yeah, but he's not feeling better. <laughs> because he's now some kind of eldritch creature? Well, kind of getting that way, yeah. But you basically avoided the gift of the mother almost entirely, uh, but you did not come back with Henry Rhodes. So, yeah, you make it back to Miskatonic University in good old Arkham and what do you report to Dr. McTavish? Uh, Dr. Henry met with a terrible accident on site. Uh, here are his notes. The Yeah, unfortunately the dynamite killed both him and his wife due to mishandling. Yes. It's a damn shame. Damn shame. I have to bury him to casket. Um, maybe drive back like a month later to see if the kids in the town are still fucked up or if they... Somehow that process is reversed now that the water source has stopped well, messing them up. Not really. I mean, they're okay. they're not more fucked up. Okay. But they're just as fucked up. Like they stay that fucked up. Is the dam still like? Is there still a pool by the dam? It, yeah, but it seems to be like evaporating. 
Okay. So there's so, no more water coming into that system. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's certainly not any good for irrigation anymore. It's all right. It's not like these people vote or have any, you know, impact on society anyway outside of this town. So you stop the monsters from being birthed. So that's good. Jesus Christ, this is just terrifying. Yeah, the, and there was all kinds of, like, you, you kind of missed the whole whiskey part of the plot line by avoiding town, avoiding the Jasper's farm, avoiding the Carmody farm, and all the weird shit that was happening there. So you, you missed on some of the story, yeah. and you didn't find Henry, but you got to the essence of it. We had reasonable belief to believe that Henry wasn't... I mean, we could find him, but he's not a well man. I kind of figured he was a lost cause anyway. I don't think Henry's really Henry anymore. So if he's not dead, he'd be better off that way. The Chiboyle Geek Actual Playing Community Theater Podcast is brought to you by Baron Von Productions. For more information, check out www.chippewavalleygeek.com. How could you even try? Fall in the water, and you were raised in the sky. Say comedy gold again. Comedy gold. Comedy gold. <laughs> Comedy goal. That's what Viserys said. <laughs> little Game of Thrones here for you. <laughs> Just do friend treasure. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Why don't you go visit your mother? <laughs> Did you Why have some kind of premonition, honey? Boom. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That should be the theme of this episode. Not the actual song, just like a loop of us doing that. <laughs> anyway. That would be funny to have like, oh yeah, as the theme for a pulp cthulhu. <laughs> it's kind of a disconnect, isn't it? So perhaps I could offer some coffee? Sure. Just get burned. Don't mess with the molten lava. Young Frankensteining this. <laughs> How would you like some soup? Good, <laughs> 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 cool, isn't it? <laughs> now don't inhale until the tip glows. So brilliant. Do you have dairy? Yes, there is dairy oh, in the fridge. Milk the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have TV Pal where you grew up? Huh? What? TV Pal. No idea. Is that like your UHF station? Um, it would be on a UHF station. Oh, let's see. Where did, where was your childhood? Des Moines. Milwaukee. We had channel forty eight. Are we talking public yeah, access or craziness? No, it was um. It was like a video game on TV. Like Channel 20 or Channel 50. I think it was Channel 20. 
Um, apparently it was franchised. First, when I was looking at Powell, that reminded me of it, so I looked up Wikipedia. Apparently it was franchised, so they started in Florida. Um, but it was like, kids would send in postcards, and they'd draw a kid's name, so that they'd get the kid on the phone. And it'd be like, a space thing, where these like Cylon Raiders were flying in the screen. And when it got in the crosshairs, the kid would say, POW! And shoot a laser, and it would hit the thing, and they'd try to get a high score to win the prizes. But... You sure you didn't just imagine that? It's that's honest to God true. And it would be like after a show, like you know, in the five minutes of commercials before the next one, they'd be TV pow, and then they'd get the kid on the phone and the things pow, 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 and then you'd get the kid on there, they'd be like pow, 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 pow. So that was like the thing where I grew up. It's got one of the stations in Flint, Michigan, right there on it, but uh. <laughs> you know what we say in the city? Look at the mobbling on that corned beef. <laughs> Can I use double coupons? <laughs> I miss double coupons. I used to crush that shit when I lived in Detroit. Sorry to go off trap topic again, but... You know, Gordy's always does those crazy, stupid deals. Um, they had Raisin Bran, where it was like 10 cents on pump perks. Hmm. So I'm like, you know what? And it was like a buck forty. It's like, So I bought like 30 boxes of this shit. I had free gas for like two months. It was awesome. And some pretty regular bowel movements, I'm sure, too. <laughs> My wife turned most of them into muffins and started handing them out to people. <laughs> and we're just like, here, here, have some muffins. We don't want to take them. <laughs> take the fucking muffins. <laughs> you need to be regular. Okay. You're a lady. Your body is a weapon. Use it. Um, we can cut that. <laughs> I like to think of my body as a wonderland. <laughs> good grief. Huh? Some good grief. Good grief. The comedian's a bear. He said, not he's so wear the necktie. <laughs> uh. What do you call when you laugh at all of your own jokes? Good time? Yeah. Sure. Somebody's got to. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Oh, I laugh wow. at everything for fear of having to weep. Would you be interested in a lifelike real doll, sir? <sighs> no. <laughs> um... <laughs> See, um, <laughs> three natural openings. <laughs> oh, God. oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I want to scrub that out of my face. <laughs>
playing in a uh, Cthulhu mod at a con. It had been like the third or fourth time the guy had run it in the convention. And I was the professor. And like we're at the very debriefing where he's giving us the mission. And it's like, and here's the ancient you know, scroll that they found on the site. And I'm like, okay, I open it and read it. The guy's like, you what? No one's ever done that before. <laughs> like, you give me something, I'm going to read it. I, I guess I wasn't in Cthulhu frame of mind, but that's like, what am I? What else am I going to do? Yeah. Don't read anything! But yeah, I instantly went mad and spent the rest of the session pulling off my clothes at inopportune moments. But anyway... I,